open with a me apologizing for my idiocy. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely have to own up to it. So basically, coffee and cigarettes. I used. I found it on the list and was like, "Oh shit, that's one of my favorite movies." Without realizing when it actually came out, and did not double check myself until after the show was recorded. Yeah, so uh, the one I was talking about was a short. The one that was on the list of, for the proper year was a short by somebody else. And also, the synopsis made it seem much more interesting than you did. Oh yeah, did you <laughs> like I synopsis? looked it up. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because like I, I. I Went to describe it to you guys, and I was like, there you go, like it. So I'm just going to be like, fuck it. It's just people talking about coffee and cigarettes. But, uh, yeah, because it turns out that came out in 2003. So I'm an idiot, and I'll fact check from now on, or at least. No. We already learned from today that you don't, you're not going to. That's very you're true. You're a non-life fact checker. That is true. <laughs> I submitted things to the chat, like, yeah. hey, guys, check out this cool thing. Check this out. Wait. I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I did follow it up with that. I did say, like, I'm pretty sure this is Was that the, the golden ticket thing? Yeah. Because I was like, this is I didn't, too good to be true. I said I got on and there was like 70 yeah. plus messages. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not catching up with that. It was like, what's the Ready Player One? Like, yeah. If you guys find the Easter egg, then you get to be part of this it's machine it. moving forward. It sounded hilarious to me, man. I read it on the shitter and then I was like, I texted them on the group. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. check out this thing. Yeah, it's so. probably not true. The one guy, the one of the one, pe- one of the twenty people that will watch this, like called bullshit on you right away. So he did. did he did your fact checking for you. Did he? That's. I mean, fuck. That's what the internet's for. Yeah, isn't it, DJ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so do you have another one that you put in Ernest Placer? Just completely fucks your list all up. Problem child. Yeah, we'll just put problem child on uh, there. No. Adds double to... double number ten. That's Man, the worst thing. It at ever. least like number three overall. I assume I'd put <laughs> either Army of Darkness or Tremors. What do you think? Probably I could see you putting Tremors over yeah, Army of Darkness. Tremors. Tremors would be my list then. Okay. Is that the only one? Only person with Tremors? Yeah, I had it on my like on my like honorable mentions. Honor, honorable mentionables. I go through phases. Like sometimes I hate that movie and sometimes I love it. I always oh, love I just it. Think it's kind of unique for that. Yeah. You know. But it's for different reasons depending on my mood. Yeah. Like but, I'll watch it and be like, "Oh, this is so bad, it's good." And then it's like, "No, this is like so fun, cool." Yeah. <laughs> and then I watch all the sequels and the TV show, and you're like, mm, "Nope, these no, are just bad." Yeah, those were like real bad. They didn't have Kevin Bacon in it though. No, <laughs> not at all. They the only, like almost all the sequels. The only through line was what's his name, the dude with all the guns. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was in all of them, including the Western they did. That's funny. They, yeah, he, he was the only one they could get. Yeah, he was. That's the guy from. Uh, it's that's the same guy from. Uh, I think it's the Crow Three that we were talking about last week. He's like the the judge guy. Oh, okay. Was he the judge? Yeah. Crow? Isn't it the same guy? Isn't he like the father in Summer Catch? Yeah, I think he's. The father uh, yeah, yeah, I think we were talking about the same person. Yeah, like that tall, kind of scrawny, nerdy-looking older dude. So, yeah, it's yeah. like the what's it called? The six degrees of Kevin six degrees Kevin bacon. Yeah, everybody has a slice of bacon. So All guess what? <clears throat> we did the other day. We What'd only started it, but it goes like apparently this is like 
the weekend of like anniversaries or something because we were talking earlier about Terminator Two. Yeah, this twenty fifth anniversary, and that was on both of our lists. And then Dick and I played Diablo Two with my nice. uncle the other day because it's like the sixteenth anniversary. Of the... It seemed longer, but I don't like the caption thing. Said like two thousand to two thousand sixteen when I loaded the game. Really, the other day, but yeah. I didn't like. It. I, I thought it was fifteenth or something. I thought that's what they said on the. I didn't realize the other two was that new. Like he has what ninety nine. Yeah. I remember playing like the first Diablo. Like I had the PlayStation edition. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, a lot of people way did. way back. Like Game like, Child. We were talking. I think Chick was talking about that. Like it's such a slow game. Yeah. Oh my god, the first one compared to the second one. The second one only bogs down in a couple couple areas. Like Act Three, you slow down a little bit because mm-hmm. the quests are a little more convoluted. Yeah, you get stuck uh, up in the jungle. Yeah. What do you guys think of like the difference between two and the latest Diablo game? Like, I, I, there's a big difference. I mean, I mean obviously, I'm just. Saying, I don't like, like. What do you think? I don't hate it, but I see. I haven't played Reaper of Souls yet. I did yeah. get it the other day. I haven't played. That's like the expansion or whatever, right? Mm. They only have one. Thing. Yeah, but it's like it just feels like a different game. It feels, I mean, it feels like a Diablo game, different. but like it's not. It feels more like a. Do you guys remember playing Gauntlet, mm-hmm. like the fantasy game where it's four people? Like where yeah, yeah, it feels way more like that than a Diablo game. Yeah, because they they really simplified like talents and skills and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was a big change that you can. Because uh, like I feel the same way about the way they're doing talents and WoW. I think it takes away something from the game when you can just switch everything whenever you want. And, like, Diablo 3 is like that. Like, if you want to yeah. switch all your skills, you can just do it. Yeah, and it's... Like, I like it. Which is, like, trivial to a lot of people, but... To me, it's, like, little things like that that add up to make the game just kind of feel kind of inconsequential. Because, like, nothing you do really... You know what I mean? It's kind of silly to say that weight. stuff, but yeah. No, I get it, though. Because uh, WoW's going that way, too, where they want you to be able to, like, switch roles on demand and stuff, and... Like, I prefer before oh, where, funny. like, I was an arms warrior. Yeah. Like, that's what my character was. I wasn't just a warrior. I was an arms warrior. Yeah, you had a spec. Like, you were built yeah. to spec, and that's how it worked. Yeah. That makes sense to me. See, like, it's the opposite. Like, I like my tabletop games loose and hippie-like. Yeah. But my video games, if there's a development thing, I want it crunchy as fuck. Yeah. I want What's... so many weird options and rules. Which is, like, as a general roleplay mechanic. Like, being able to change the nature of your character at will just fucks... There is no role-playing at that point. Yeah. Like, it just becomes, like, a, a power gaming exercise. Which is fine. Like, some... Like, I get it for some content, because some content expects that of you. Like, because if they, if they design content with the ability of you to do that in mind, yeah. like... I don't know. But I just don't it like just how it feels. It seems like an asinine thing to design with in mind. But yeah. But that's yeah. one of the things I didn't like about Diablo 3. I didn't feel like a character... Like, you're just a wizard, or mm-hmm. a sorceress, or whatever they call them. Yeah. But in, like, Diablo 2, like, you know how it is. Like, you're playing a necromancer. You're, you're like, a poison necromancer, or you're a, you're a bone mancer, or, like, you're a summoner. Yeah. And, like, that's what you are. Yeah. And you can't just, like, up and be, like, a poison guy, if you feel like. Yeah, no doubt. Which sucks sure. in some ways, but at the same time, like, there's more connection with your character to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's more of a role play element. No, your choices have an impact. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Even if it's only on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, I, I, mean, I haven't played Diablo 3 in so long, I can't really give, like, a fresh... 
it's kind of fun. Like the the gameplay smooth as shit. Like yeah. it yeah, feels very reactive. Just, like yeah, it's responsive. Does it feel like an Overwatch to you? Is that what you're saying? Like the like I don't know. <laughs> There's more. You have more freedom in that than Overwatch because Overwatch can't change shit. Yeah, and change characters, but yeah, I mean it is a similar thing. It similar concept. Yeah, like being able to switch just at will. It's pretty. It's There's polished, less investment, but it's not like. The game that you were expecting or wanted. Well, he's like, <clears throat> he's pretty like deep into Path of Exile, and that's what you say feels like Diablo three. Yeah, whenever you f- we will play it eventually. Like I know I've been bugging you about it forever, but it to me is the spiritual successor in almost every way to Diablo two. Like the way the items work, the way like your character builds and stuff work. Though to be fair, you can change your. Sk- skills because Path of Exile has like such unique systems because they have like a passive skill tree Mm -hmm. that everybody has access to but the class you choose determines where you start and I think there's like over a thousand points on the passive tree it's yeah it's It's huge like that's kind of one of the things that's like a little daunting about it at first is like but if you look at them they're simple because a lot of them will just be stats like plus 10 strength plus 10 strength and it gets you but they do do significant things like that's what defines your character as much as anything else but they're, like in Path of Exile, they're a commitment. Like, when you spend them, you only get a few respect points, which just lets you take one point back. Yeah, it's it's a serious commitment. Like, it's easier to roll a new character than it is to use all the resources and stuff to respect. But, but yeah, because that one, like, your skill, your abilities are in gems that you can put in items and take them out, like, out yeah. of the but, but, no, it's a great game. It's free. I, yeah, and it's free to play. And they just released an expansion. They just like the prophecy expansion just came out. Is that free too? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it has a really active community. Like they do events on the reg. Like they'll have special weekends and stuff. Like almost every weekend for different stuff. Uh, they have races which I love. Like a new, they'll make like a new branch of the game, basically like a new iteration that starts on a certain date at a certain time. And it's a level, it's a level race. Like everybody starts fresh economy, go. And then at the end, like whether it's a a one week or a two week or a one month race, like at the end you get certain things for reaching certain levels. Because I like doing the hardcore ones, they're fun as shit. Because like that, they do hardcore great. Like you make a hardcore character and if Mm -hmm. it dies, it's just not in the hardcore league anymore. Like you don't lose your character, it's just not hardcore anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't yeah. punish you, but it's oh also like, God. hey, guess what? Yeah. You're not hardcore. I've gotten punished in Diablo 2 a few times. Yeah. Well, we were talking, as soon as he, like, you said something about when we were playing the other day, we should have made hardcore characters. And then, like, two <laughs> seconds later, I died. Yeah, like, it was literally two seconds later. <laughs> yeah, because I think, like, man, it took me a minute to get used to that. Because I had to, with the Necro, right, you have, like, all this stuff. You're, the one I was playing, I was playing, like, a bone, basically a bone summoner. Almost, yeah. like... Uh, where I summon a bunch of stuff. So, like, in that, you have to use uh, the F1 keys to cycle through your spells. <laughs> yeah, it's so awkward. Yeah, and then you have, uh, like, control. Like, it all drops, like, loot on the ground. Like, everybody drops loot. And it's not like you get, you know, like in WoW or something where it drops loot it's for just everyone. There. It's just anybody can get it. It's, it's like, like free fest. for all. Yeah, so, like, if you hit control, you can actually click on, like, it pops them up and you can click on like the yeah. title of it and stuff to make it easier. Cause like the game's at 800 by 600 and it, like the graphics aren't 
amazing. You know, the, like they're not they're not the greatest thing. Like that was always more about the storytelling. What is amazing though, which I was trying not to, but like I was fucking around, was the cutscene in between uh, one and two, uh, Act one and two that we did. Yeah. Those cutscenes were still fucking cool. Yeah. Like they are uh, the ones from the expansion are still amazing. Yeah. With do you remember do you remember them at all? The cutscenes from the Diablo two like. Lord of, Lord of Destruction. Yeah, Lord of Destruction. Because there's that barely. big guy that, like, approaches the city of Hrothgar yeah. and shit, and, like, it's great. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. It was all, it's all Low cool res, like Well, yeah, even, like, the Diablo 3 ones were cool, too. Like, uh, But the animation still holds up. It's yeah, just exactly. the low resolution right. of it that looks yeah. makes it look pixel, uh, yeah. pixelated. Exactly. No, it's cool. I um, That would be a cool... Like, I don't, Warcraft is their bigger property yeah you know but it would be cool to like i think hardcore people probably have always thought this too was that it would be cool to see some of that like like a diablo Diablo mmo well no that (laughs) That would be fucking sweet yeah no i'm in a movie (laughs) like that story turned into a movie even if it was just like animated like that oh god damn an mmo would be cool that would be cool for sure because you but no a movie would be cool those cutscenes are great there's probably this is totally pulled out of my ass, but I would guess that there's 10 to 20 minutes of cutscenes just in Diablo 2 and the expansion. Probably close to that, yeah. Ten, I'd say 10 at least. Maybe a little more than that. Because some of those are Five not short. Yeah. Uh, like, some of the ones when the guy's, like, following Mephisto and he, like, goes down in and there's, like, yeah. multiple pieces to it and stuff. It's sweet. No, it's awesome stuff. I like that. I wish... That's the kind of stuff I would like to see. Like, I didn't, again, didn't mind the Warcraft movie, but... Um, Diablo was always like I was more closer to that it is a tighter plot it'd be easier to make a movie like the plot's smaller even though it's like the whole world but it only follows like maybe six or seven people really yeah and it's not like the class you know like the different class thing is like quite as expanse expansive i guess is the yeah. word i'm looking for no, is there, there's just not as much stuff is. to try yeah. to convey to audiences in but it could be like a horror type movie too yeah, or, you know, dark fantasy yeah movie. exactly it would be cool It'd be interesting but that was cool to play through that man it was quick but it wasn't quick like i felt yeah. like we were running through everything but it took us a while to get through the we just got through the first act and hopefully we play again because we played for what like three hours it was a while it felt like a while yeah and we actually did all the quests yeah. uh we didn't yeah, we did kill the uh, Countess. So we even killed the Countess. Yeah, we killed. We did all. We did everything. Yeah, we did all. Sweet. And then we were. At that Luke was Delaney. fun. So that, yeah, we, I was a necromancer. Like necromancers have always been my favorite. In that. Was that on the podcast that we were talking about? That like it's funny, or was I talking to Chig? It's funny. All the games we've played since Diablo two, and like, I still have more fun doing. Uh, like Pandemonium Fortress runs in that game with like a character that, that I enjoy than I do playing almost anything. Yeah. I don't know why it's so satisfying. Like the gameplay in that game to me is so satisfying. Well, that's what they were talking about was doing like bail runs and stuff. Yeah. Like, for that's, this is the anniversary. Let's do bail runs was like, it was from blizzard Facebook. That's how it started. Like I tagged him in it and then, uh, Aaron Chig, we call him Chig, but it's Aaron. Um, your uncle that's my uncle. that's 10 years younger yeah. than you. <laughs> he, uh, we played with him a lot, too, when we were younger. But we were talking about we should install Team Fortress Classic and play a little bit. Like the original one? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Mega Man, do I ever have those those maps burned into my brain? No. Holy shit, did we ever play that game a lot? Yeah. Or I did. I did. Man. It was mainly because of him, his brother, Pat. Yeah, he like, used to play a lot. Yeah. He got Land parties? On, yeah, and he got started on Counter-Strike, too. It's back in the land party days? 
I still like that's one of the more popular. It's you know growing in popularity again. We could try that. We should install the original Counter Strike and give it a play. Like one point six. It's a good game, man. That's yeah, a solid FPS for sure. Bunny hops and shit. <laughs> right, she. But yeah, uh, we got into that this week with Diablo, <laughs> <laughs> and it took us the path of the other one uh, that we played for a little bit. That was pretty cool. It was kind of like it was pretty quick though. It was Torchlight. Oh yeah, I didn't play two that much. Torchlight was cool though. It felt like a Diablo two type of like a brighter Diablo two. That was the only bad thing about it is that it was just like a super generic ripoff of the genre. Yeah. Like it just, even the art style was kind of like an amalgamation of other things. Like it kind of looked like the borderline borderlands, like cell shaded kind of thing. Yeah. With like Did a little a bit of, of detail yeah. overlaid, but no, the gameplay was fun. Yeah. It was it's cool. just one of those games that if there's anything else in competing for my time, like I'm not going to pick that over it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I got it for like five bucks or something yeah. like that. So it was like, okay, cool Steam sale, something like that. Yeah, I, I got it. Like you got me into it like a million years ago. Yeah, well, we you could basically install it like on anything. Like you could install it on like netbooks or yeah. like anything like yeah. would run that fucking game. So it didn't have to be like a new you know crazy PC yeah. to run it. So it was, that was what was cool about it because I had it on like a bunch of different things and would play it. Like on my netbook and stuff like that, because it was a game that didn't shit all over it. Like make the computer shit. Yeah, they do not have impressive processors. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Well, I, the one I had had an HD video card, but it could barely run HD videos because the fucking RAM and processor weren't enough. To... It's like you set it on a resolution higher than eight hundred by six hundred. Yeah. It's like whoa now, <laughs> whoa now. We didn't mean actual HD. Yeah. It's meant like that. Yeah, just like, it looks good kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 10, 10, 24 by 7, 68 is what you're getting. That's HD. like, have you ever run into that? Like, Because H, HD is 720p, right? That's what HD is. Yeah, at least. Technically, uh-huh. yeah. Because, yeah. A few days ago, like that came up where, like, it's a high-definition television. Why does it look so bad? <laughs> it's like, because it's 720p. What's well, high-def? It's like, well, yeah, but it's not... Like people think that it means like I don't I don't know what they what he thought it meant but it's not glorious. It doesn't mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's not? No, it really depends on your resolution. Like that's the thing. Like 720p looks fine on my like laptop. It doesn't look fine on a 42 inch television. Oh no, not when you that's no that's because yeah. it's like it's you're blowing a 730 some pixels up to yeah. Uh, Let's think. A I don't even thousand. 720p on like whatever. I don't either. I play DOS games, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I installed DOSBox the other week. Did you? Yeah. I've been messing with it. Man, I, I've been totally pumped with it the last few days because I got uh, pixel shaders to work. Like, I found a modified version of DOSBox that a guy, like, released, and then pixel shaders that work in it. Because I've been gearing up to do, uh, I'm going to stream playing through Daggerfall the whole way. <laughs> and, well, I'm getting all my shit together. I got a real nice overlay and stuff. Pumped about it. <laughs> well, I got a tricky. You can't really like. I wanted to have an information panel that like rotated things, like my stats and like the quest I might be on, and like how much money, and, like letters of credit and stuff from the banks, shit like that. Like yeah, it, yeah. it all matters when you're playing through. And it's just nice to have that shit there. So people still fucking ask you about, it, which is irritating. Uh, 
What are your system stats? Scroll down. God damn it. Stuff like that. It's like, how did those do that? But, yeah. Man, we're meandering all over the place. Cool. No, but I'm gearing up to stream for Stream Daggerfall. It, nice. It's like, it's sweet to be able to take those games because the shaders work on like a per pixel basis. It doesn't matter what's being rendered. It just like... So, yeah, like, the one kind of made Daggerfall look like Borderlands. <laughs> I think border or, uh, Daggerfall is at like 320 by 480 is the max you can... Like, native resolution it can run in. So you end up having to like scale it up. It looks shitty. So you use these things... It's funny, just just scaling it up without doing anything still looks the best, even though it's all pixelated and stuff. Because it's sharp, at least. But, yeah, I'm pumped to do that. That sounds... Gosh. I've never beat that game. That game's, like, really long. You'd love it. I've never got anywhere near close to beating it. Like, You'd, I could see you loving, like, the Elder Scrolls fluff. Dude, it's I did like, a decent amount of it. Back it's in so interesting. Because, like, there's the mortal realm, Mundus, like, the normal world, and it's, like, there's Adra and Daedra, and it's, like, the Adra gave up part of themselves to make, like, the mortal realms and stuff, and it's, like, the Daedra were all the, basically, gods that didn't want this to happen, like, they didn't want Mundus to be created, so, like, several of them, like, I love that they're sexually ambiguous, <laughs> like, they don't have, well, they don't have a defined form, and, like, some of them will flip-flop, but some of them will, like, always be feminine, and, it's super interesting. Because, you know, there's so many things that try to do gods that they're fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Like, they just do them and they're stupid. And, like, uh, the Elder Scrolls universe, like, the gods are awesome to me. No, I dig it up. Because the Aedra, the ones that helped create the mortal realm, are no longer immortal because of that. Like, they had to give up part of themselves to, like... Kind of has, like, it. a semi, like, Silmarillion feel to it. Like, did you read, like, nah. Tolkien stuff? I know, yeah. Actually, yeah. You know what's up. Like, no, it's sweet. Because there's people that, like, worship both. Like, there's people that worship the Daedra because they feel that the Aedra no longer deserve worship because they're not immortal. Like, which is, it's kind of fucked up, like, I don't know, to me. Because they did this giant good thing and sacrificed themselves and now so they're not worth it. Bitches. But there's so many of them that have cool stories. Like, one of them is uh, Shagorath. Uh, he's the, the god of madness, basically. And he's only like that because all the other gods did that to him. He was like a hyper-intelligent, like, hyper-rational... Like, he he literally analyzed every event that ever took place in the future, past, and present. And the other gods, like, feared him because of, like, the power that that yeah. gave him. Uh, so they they made him illogical and, like, mad. Because he's, he's awesome as a god. Because you can actually interact with him in certain parts in the game. And he's just utterly fucking irrational and un unpredictable. And this is from Daggerfall. It's, it's the Elder Scrolls... It's overall. Yeah. Okay. Because the games just, like, take part in little periods in certain areas of yeah, the like overall spotlight. history. Yeah. Because I think the Elder Scrolls Online is actually the earliest of any of the things that happen. Yeah, like, it's it, supposed to be, like, prequel era style stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, I've only played, like... What's the one? Oblivion. Oblivion. That was play, an okay game. I haven't played that, really. You didn't play Skyrim, or... You didn't play Skyrim? Uh, Madman. What do you do with your life? I don't know. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get not everybody likes sandbox games. Yeah, uh, we were, we were talking to Chig, just... and he said he didn't like open-ended games like that. Yeah, because I like that's just like an alien thing to me, like to not like open-ended games. Who's I talking to? Was it you guys about the guy that re-edited Skyrim to make yeah. things make more yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. 
The fanfic? Yeah. Yeah. And then we got in, what did we get into? That Zarek Zahakaron? Yeah, guy? that was him. Like, yeah. I hate that guy's name so much. <laughs> he, yeah, Zarek Zahakaron. You guys have both watched The Office, right? Yeah. He's fucking Dwight. Like, I don't, did you, have you ever watched any of his videos? I think the ones He's that, fucking yeah, Dwight. showed me. Yeah. He's Dwight that's into Elder Scrolls. Like, I don't know how, like, more of a shoe in you could be for some lady <laughs> that I'm going to like. <laughs> uh, now I love it. Yeah, but like, I, I love Skyrim, but if they tighten it up, Jesus. Because I want the shoebox, but I also want a story that's not like, yeah, shoebox. <laughs> you know what I That's what Jake wants. He doesn't, <laughs> that's it. He doesn't like a sandbox, he yeah. wants a shoebox. That's exactly <laughs> That's like a better analogy. Totally fits because, like, I want the sandbox freedom, but I want the plot and story that's just a little bit more confined than the sprawling mess they have. That's one of the things I liked about Daggerfall. Like, I don't think Daggerfall is the best of those games. It's just the one that I connect with the most because I played it so much as a kid. Uh, It was like it was my retreat from like my parents having a shitty relationship and getting divorced and stuff. Like, I used to sit and play this game like constantly. But what I like about that is you don't have to ever do the main storyline. But if you do, it's great. Like, if you do, it's it's a very tight, cohesive, like, all the dungeons will be uh, manually constructed and shit like that. And then every, the entire rest of the world is, is randomly generated. <laughs> Strangely from the, you know how, like, random things are generated from seeds? It's yeah. always generated the same seed. So it's always the same, but it is randomly generated, which is kind of weird. Uh, but now I like that. And then in Morrowind, you can actually not do the main quest. Like, if you don't initiate the, the main quest within the first, like, 45 days of making your character in the game time, you miss it. You just can't do it then. Like, the, the events that take place just go ahead and take place without you being involved. And you just can't do the main quest. That sounds awesome. Well, that's what I mean. It's, it's like such unique things like that. Like I love. That's why I like world thinking. They're all Bethesda, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't install the first one because they've released uh, Daggerfall and Arena for free. It's just like you can go on Bethesda's site and download them. Uh, Arena sucks. Yeah, please. It has like the worst controls. No, oh god. And it's one of those weird games that's like programmed that it's entire. How fast the game runs is entirely dependent on how fast your computer is. So, like, if your com- your computer's faster, it just does everything faster. <laughs> so, like, you have to really, like, tweak the DOS box cycle setting or whatever, so it, like... Yeah, let me play that. It's funny. Man, DOS box... There's a lot of shit to fuck with on DOS box. Yeah, there is. Because it's kind of intimidating at first. Yeah, I tried to play, like, Warcraft. Oh, do you have to run that in DOS box? With one and two, you do. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to play three. I actually don't have the expansion for three. I don't either. I have Brain of Chaos. I have the. I have. I don't have uh, the Wrath of the Lich King expansion. Yeah, whatever it is. Frozen Throne. Frozen Throne. That's yeah, right. I don't have that. I have the regular three. So do I. I got that installed. I installed that the other day. I wonder if you have to run the original Diablo in. In DOSBox, probably. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. you might have to. Because they have, uh, one of the cool things they did, I don't know if it was for the anniversary or if they just did it recently, but they did patch uh, Diablo 2 again. Hmm. They took it to 1.14D. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Please release a patch for a game that's 16 years old. Doesn't happen too often. No, it was fun playing that, though. It was a good time. I saw something on Steam that was making news rounds in the gaming world. Uh, 
there's a game I, I didn't write it down, but the game's from like ten years ago, right? Maybe maybe longer than that. They released a DLC for the game that is a certificate that you print out your fucking self. <laughs> and it's thirty-five dollars. Okay. It's it's a certificate that that uh well, I think it's a joke thing. It was just to like draw attention to the game. Yeah. But it's a certificate that certifies that you're gonna beat the game without any assistance. <laughs> like you're not gonna use any like guides or walkthroughs or anything like that. I thought it was pretty crazy. Jesus. That's awesome. I bet they made some money off of it too. Okay. People yeah, yeah. well, just the novelty. Like if I had excess money, it would probably be one of those yeah. things that I'd just get to print it out and be like, I fucking participated in this stupidity. <laughs> That's the guy. That's yep, who they're right marketing. There. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not marketing to me because I don't I don't actually have that extra money. Have any of that money? Yeah, me either. That's for sure. Same. Now, talking about old games, remember the, the convention we sold stuff at, we were vendors at? Yeah. Month, I guess months ago now. Couple. Man, I've really been jonesing over the one game I sold. Okay. I, the Duke Nukem 3D Atomic Edition box. Because I've been looking on eBay to buy another one. There hasn't been another, there hasn't been one sold this year. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's none even on there. Because actually. I'm pretty sure I can find out who the person is, and I'm seriously considering like buying it back. <laughs> like, uh, hey, can I get that back from you? Well, I only sold it for thirty bucks. I'd be willing to pay probably up to fifty for it, just to get it back, <laughs> like just to lubricate the exchange. Sold it for thirty. I'd be willing to pay <laughs> fifty yeah, just, just to, to have it back. What's oh, like setting in that like is a fire sale? What the actual likelihood of me replacing it is? It's like pretty slim. Oh, you have it's problems. Slim. You're, a collector. You're yeah. a collector trying to sell things. Yeah. Well, that's why I had considered selling my Daggerfall box, but mine's like in great shape compared to most no, of the ones that. Are, and I just, well, I'm so torn because I think about like what I I did when I owned that Duke 3D uh, copy. Nothing. I did fucking nothing. It just sat on my. It wasn't even on display most of the time. It was just on my dresser up in the room, just like on a stack with other other games that I had. But that's what you got to do. But now I feel empty you, now that it's gone. You got to get one of those. A little hole in your heart. Just one of them <laughs> shelving units to display things on. That's about. That's yeah. what it's all about. Well, like this kind of scratches the itch a little bit, which is funny because I haven't touched anything in a while. Need to like. Need to. I don't know. Needs needs some attention. Like this. Remember, I had the plans of doing like. A thing. There's plans for that area. Oh, uh, dangerous. Yeah, but I, I need to, like, do some building. So That's even more dangerous. It's a dangerous proposition. But, yeah. Right. Man, we've talked about almost nothing this whole time. Like, I know we have, but... Games. That's part of our thing, though. So it is. It enters into the lexicon. What do you want to talk about, Firewatch? Well, let's summarize what we talked about. Uh, Path of Exile is a spiritual successor to Diablo 2. Yeah, Torchlight's an okay replacement <laughs> for Diablo 2. Diablo 2 hit its 16th anniversary when we played through the first act of it. Yes, we did. Diablo 3 is not quite... I do the... hope we play again, too. Oh, me too. I'll yeah. add that note. Diablo 3 is not quite the game... Not quite the game you were looking for. It's alright, it just doesn't feel like a Diablo game to me. Yeah. It's a little too uh, bright, I think. That's Path of Exile definitely has a dark universe, yeah, which is very Diablo-y. Well, let's talk about Firewatch for a second because you you played a uh, you watched the playthrough. Yep, I've played it, and you know about these indie atmosphere games that we want to talk about. It's right up your hipster alley. 
<laughs> We're going to get at least one reference in each podcast that you're in from here on. What genre are they considered? Like, I don't know. That'd be a DJ question to ask. I just saw so it. I don't know if that, there is one right now. Like, Because it's just like... Well, it's labeled as an indie game. You know, yeah, like they just... But that's like such a broad... Which is like... Uh, what's the genre of like something like Overwatch? Like, what do you say it is? Team Fortress 2 clone? It's yeah, but what do you say that hybrid, is? hybrid. Yeah, but what is it called? Because there's an actual... They have a name for the genre. There's only a couple games in it. It's called a heroic shooter. Oh, yeah. So it's like there's emerging see that. Like, types of games. The language has like, to catch up slowly. Why yeah. would you, like, I'm not going to even venture to guess, like, this, like, narrative focused. Like, is that what TF2 is considered? A heroic shooter? I haven't heard it. Because if, like, if Overwatch is, that with should them, be. But it should be. Well, I don't know if that, like, do those play to the roles or does, quite is, as much? Was it only called a heroic shooter because they have, like, hero powers, like, from other. It's pretty Other much genres. because they have, like, it's centered around the heroes you choose to play. Yeah. Because there's a whole batch of them coming out, like, this year and next year. Well, there's, like, there's, what is that game called? Paladins? That's kind yeah, of, Paladins. like, I know that is more, out like, an outright MOBA. Yeah. But it's, like, it's kind of the same where you have you have a MOBA character that's in, like, a first-person perspective. I forget the name of the one. What's well, like, third person? But... The uh, Unreal guys are making one, too. Like, uh, everybody's throwing their hat into the ring because it's selling well. Uh, yeah, and I don't get it. Like, I just don't enjoy that. It's like we got Burnout on Heroes. Like, I just... Those can't be staple games in my life. You know what I mean? Like, you I can Burnout on Heroes. I'm a fan. I well, I still like it, but it can't. It's the same thing. It can't be like the core game I'm playing at any one time. Yeah. Well, and the reason I play it is because I can play it like for twenty minutes, forty minutes, an hour. And, I, and yeah, be, it's great for that. Yeah, and be done, and then like because that's usually how much time I spend playing stuff like that. Like, it's hard for me. Like, if I play a RPG, I want to play <laughs> for like hours three hours. Yeah. yeah, and like I just. So I, I have to be doing crazy person. Thing. Well, that's why well, that's I've been putting saying. off yeah. Daggerfall yeah. for so long because the first session, like, I want to be able to sit and play for six hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to get my foot in the door with a character, like, when I finally sit it's down. It's like, uh, right now, I my intention is, like, as far as, like, gaming, gaming, and not just on my 3DS, is to, like, play through all the XCOM games again. Yeah. And it's like, I keep starting. And then I only have like an hour or two, and I'm like, yeah. this is lame. Well, that's where, like, it's see, and that's like with Firewatch. I'm going back there for a second. Um, Let's do it. I, well, we were looking up, like, you were asking me what it is, and they say adventure, atmospheric, mystery, indie is like the things that they categorize it as. And then, like, the genre listed for Steam is adventure, indie. And it took me three and a half, three point seven hours to beat it. So that was like, that's a know, short game. Yeah, for sure. But that's like at the extent, like. Once I start something like that, I'm not going to stop. Like, I'm not stopping. I couldn't... Like, I wanted to find out what the hell was going on. Well, yeah. that's how I was, like... Uh, we talked before about the Telltale games, like The Walking Dead and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They felt the same way. Like, I just no, wanted to get more of the story out, basically. Then, yeah. See, I've yeah. never played those, but they're more action... Well, they can be. They're more They're more like the old school, like... Uh, You're just making decisions. LucasArts games, like Monkey Island and stuff like that. Like, point-click adventure yeah. games. It's more about well, making like, decisions than like having an yeah. FPS experience. Or anything. Yeah, like occasionally you have to hit a button pretty quick. That's yeah. about it. You don't have to like do anything fancy. Yeah. Well, that's like what Firewatch is really is. You're not doing much. You're kind of running around investigating things, finding things out, but you can't really do much. But the cool part about, I mean, that that sounds like I'm not 
Well, it's like an interactive story. You're really. going to give a brief synopsis. Pretty much, yeah. Well, it's your... Um, with that, you're you're a guy that has an issue with his wife, and he ends up going um, out and accepting this job in, like, the Wyoming or Colorado wilderness or something like that. It was, it's one of the big sky yeah. states. And he... Um, He's a fire watch. Like they sit in the mountains and they're little. They watch for fire. Yeah, <laughs> things. He literally. Watch for fire. Yeah. Um, and he's got this other. Uh, what's her name? Delilah, or something. I think she's in a nearby tower. Yeah, and um, they just have like conversations, and then like he ends up finding things, and there's people, you know, young kids up there drinking and having a good time, and then there's like he sees some other stuff. He finds dead body, and then he's like, it's a mystery. You're trying to figure out. Yeah. You're basically like a detective in the forest, you know. Is what it feels like to me trying to fig- unravel this story. It's like a low action mystery, partial interaction kind of because you do yeah. you are controlling your character in like a first person manner. Yeah, but, but I don't like, know you that can't it, just like, do anything. I don't know that things change if you're not hip you firing make a other gun decisions either in that story. Because no, I think like it's, it's a telling your, a very specific story. It's totally linear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. But like you pick, you pick a dog. Like yeah. one of the things that you get to do is you get to pick what dog you with you have with your wife, and whether you pick the German Shepherd or the Beagle, doesn't ma- you know it doesn't matter in the doesn't long run. It, yeah, like you still got a dog, but yeah. and she's not like because you think it's going to be like it's like more resentfulness or something like that because it's kind of this complex relationship where she has issues and stuff like that with like what is funny dimension or something something like that is is about the equivalent of picking the hair color of your character. <laughs> But they did like like that if you pick your dog. Well, like that's what I mean. Like, like you think you, you you. But they do weave it in to make it more interesting than what it really is, just at yeah. face value. Right. Well, you think it's going to be like yeah. well, she wanted the the beagle, and since he got his way, it's like it goes back to There's these different or, dialogue, like or issues of yeah, like he you get the pick, and she wants to do something different. So you it's fucking like asshole! Weird, you had yeah, to have exactly. This yeah, you had to fucking dog, but. Um, it was, it, I couldn't stop, like, I, I wanted to stop, but I just, like, played the whole way through until it was over so that I could figure out what the fuck was going on. Well, it definitely has, like, a unique kind of ambiance because... It did, for it, There's sure. no action. Effectively, you, there's almost yeah. zero action. No, it, there's just, like, tension. There's tension, though. Yeah. Like, there's tension, for sure, as you're trying to figure this stuff out because you're really in, like, you don't know, unless you watch a playthrough or what you watch people play through or spoil it or whatever, like... Yeah. That there's not something going to jump out at you and attack you. Yeah, there's you never and, a guy that like jumps out of a bush and yeah. sprays an SMG be, at you. But there could be. Well, and it, not even to that. Like it felt more like uh, Bigfoot could cabin in the woods. Well, it's like a lot of those horror games. Like nothing. Like some of those games where you're basically sneaking around and then something can like kill you abruptly and it like scares the show. Yeah. Like nothing happens. It's just like the 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 tension. Yeah, and yeah, sure, and then it sure. like breaks occasionally because like there's a couple moments where. Because I didn't watch the whole playthrough, but I probably watched an hour of it or so. But there was a couple times where they, like, led you to believe something was going to happen and then it ended up being the girl, like, fucking with you. Yeah, Like, Walking sure. walkie and yeah. stuff like that. But I think that, like, I liked playing that type of game. It was the first one I ever played because I don't get into the indie games much. I just saw um, them playing it on Original Gamer, which is, like, the gamer show for the Epic Mealtime guys. And that was one of the games they picked to do through a, a, a walk through, a playthrough, and I watched them stream it for like an hour or so, and it was just interesting. It's a well done like, game. I need to figure out like I want to play this. So it was on sale. I sold a fucking sticker. Uh, I told you this. Like you can buy like Counter Strike has these. It was. It goes back to what we talked about on the last podcast. How they have like 
uh, keys and capsules yeah. and stuff like that. So like they'll have special edition ones whenever they have big tournaments. And I opened one or I had a capsule and it ended up being like, I bought it for 50 cents and sold it for 26 bucks on steam. So I got like that game with it and played it. And for the first one I've ever done, like, cause you know, most of the games I play are like Diablo, Blizzard stuff, uh, Counter-Strike and some RPGs and, and stuff like that. I don't play like indie games, like go out and try to find interesting well, like, you don't really like we RTSs should. all that much. Like, I, I remember us trying to play Red Alert, and you just kind of, like... It was all right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you didn't hate it, but you didn't really feel like playing well, it. Well, I always liked, like, building my own... Like, that, part of the things I liked about them was, like, doing my own thing, like, against yeah. other people where you were fighting and creating buildings and then training soldiers. You and, might like one of my favorite games of all time kind of called Evil Genius. Did you ever see that game? Evil Genius is fun. I don't know. All you do is build a base. That's hmm. all you do. Like, there's this mountain, and you, like, build a base inside of it slowly, and you, like, gather minions and stuff. And then, because it has, like, you've seen it. It has, like, the, my favorite art style ever. I was actually listening to the soundtrack last week when you guys showed up. That, like, Samba kind of yeah, music yeah. was fucking Evil Genius soundtrack. Yeah, sure. uh, but you build a base, and then it's one of those games where you have, like, a weird kind of control over things. Like, you can't really directly control your minions, for the most part. Like, you just tell them you want to do things, and then... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy how involved that game is. Like, say you you mark a little space. You're like, I want a barracks room here to put bunks and shit in. Yeah. You mark it off. And a guy, guys will come in to where you're, you keep your money, get a briefcase of gold, take it to the depot, get demolition supplies. And, like, four or five guys will do that, and they'll all come back, <laughs> and then they'll demolish the room. And they have to, like, go and buy the stuff. And oh, shit. It's crazy. That's cool. But the cool thing about that game is the bad guys are super agents. Who are like literally Austin Powers, <laughs> like they're over ridiculous, over the top, like '60s spy archetype kind of guy. So it's your Doctor Evil. Yeah, basically. like the one guy is basically <laughs> Jet Li, and you can't kill him. <laughs> All you can do is knock him unconscious and like put him outside your base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. But you might like that because that's all you do. Yeah. And then, like, there's a world map where it just looks like a map of the world, and you can send agents out to do like acts of infamy and get like. Kidnap people and shit. Oh, shit. That's cool. It's like, have you ever seen Dungeon Keeper? Oh, dude, Dungeon Keeper's yeah. fun, too. It's like a spiritual yeah, successor to that. Phone. Or for your phone, rather. Yeah. Because it that I like that game, but it, in a lot of ways, didn't age all that well. It gets a little tedious, too, playing it. Because I played it on my phone, and I was just like, oh. Well, like, Evil Genius, I you need to install the thing where you can hit, like, the plus key on your keypad. It'll speed time up. Because, holy fuck. Because you can't control people directly yeah. like sometimes they'll just like prioritize yeah. other stuff <laughs> yeah it's great but yeah you probably like that game i'll have to check it out that's on steam too man steam yeah it's got everything get a laptop back and i'll be playing things playing things, playing things. Yeah, it was far i mean i don't know i like firewatch it's just the ending was i think that's it what just you're kind of it ended would, yeah it just kind of ended you know, I thought what were you hoping would happen? I just thought that there would be more to it. That like th- the thing that threw me off was like this all this equipment around in this gated off area that was yeah. like they made it seem like this was a big deal, and then they don't explain it. And it was just that like yeah, just untapped potential there. Well, it seemed the like that like this there was more like what the fuck is going on? It, was, it seemed like we like it like if we ran into site R's fence up yeah. here, and like we they were trying to get into like. A government facility doing experiments on random health and then monkeys just stops. Yeah, and then it was just over. But I liked the game; it was good. I mean, it was worth the money that I spent on it. The voice acting's crazy. 
Like it's it's yeah. incredibly well done. Yeah. The art style is cool. It's really clean. Again, well done. It looks like uh, it reminds me. It has a very similar art style to like Surgeon Simulator. Like it mm. ha- kind of has that TF2 yeah. kind of. It's not nearly as cartoony as TF2. But... No, but it is. It's close. It's close to that style of blocky. But it's got like that little edge of realism to it yeah. that some of those other things don't. Have. I kind of, kind of hope there's like I wanted. I don't think there will be, but it's like I want there to be a sequel to find out what the hell's going on with these two characters. With, yeah. Well, I could see them doing another game in that style more than a sequel, though. Like you yeah, said, well, I don't that's know. what that's like a the, spiritual sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. But I want to know what's going on with the characters. That's where that game is because it's like Delilah and the fucking guy. We well, never see her. No, you yeah. never see her. <laughs> Because uh, I saw I saw a video that a guy did. You actually like if you try to go to her tower after you find out where it is. Like if you try to go there before like you do certain events, like you just can't. Oh really? Yeah, because there's that cart that you have to go th- across on the cable. Yeah, and it's n- it's on her side until like a certain point, and she you can even ask her about it, and she'll like not. She's like, no, we only use that in case of emergency. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but that was cool. Man, there's a lot of voice acting in that game. Yeah, given how short it is, yeah, because it's just like constant banter, basically. Yeah, says the guy's recording a podcast. What? Yeah, (laughs) no, it was good. I liked it. That's that's one. uh, You know, it wasn't perfect, but it was definitely a cool. It makes me. I would play more games like that. Thank God for indie games. Like a a game, like it kind of changed. A game doesn't have to necessarily be like a that kind of Call of Duty. Yeah. MOBA you. type of game for me to be entertained and like to yeah. enjoy that experience. So that kind of opens that up for me to play more games that are along those lines because it was it was a cool experience. Even though that I thought I wanted more from the ending, but there there are some games that it's surely kind of like an homage to in certain ways. Like the Mist games come to mind. Oh, did you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't really love those games, but that was back yeah, in the day where the I just day played everything, yeah. and there wasn't that much stuff. So you, yeah. you, if you, if you tried many things, you were likely to play damn near everything that was, was like, available. Mist was. I mean, it came out when we were super young, like a, and but it was like really immersive for something. Oh like yeah, it may not have been good or action packed or really anything besides like hey, just walk around and explore. Yeah. Plus, you weren't but, at all jaded. If yeah. anything at that point so like it got you that much more like you could get that much more uh anticipation and stuff out of like things even though it was like non-events especially in mist oh, definitely non-events in mist like a like, run turn like uh, progress <laughs> yeah and how did that spawn like so much stuff like there's in comics books like all kind of stuff mist like i oh yeah there are a lot of weird kind of subgenres of games that came out of that too. Because I remember a lot of those I ended up stumbling on when I was trying to find games for my grandmother, who's like gram- grandma aged. I was trying to find her like games she could play because she likes playing Bookworm, which is on Steam. It's fucking crazy. She's had this copy of Bookworm since like it came out. <laughs> uh, but trying to find other stuff because it's hard. Because there's like the hidden object games, which are pretty lame. They're pretty fucking lame. Oh, yeah. Like they try to weave stories in them and stuff, but. They're fun for like a What's couple the one, minutes. The, the, like the iOS and uh, Android one that was really good. The room. The room. His room's like really good. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, they are fun. Like, I can't the, talk it's like a shit. puzzly hidden object style game where yeah. you can like, do stuff. Yeah, I like those games. I like yeah, a lot. Yeah, they're sweet. I haven't played those. They're fun. They're definitely fun. Like, how do they compare to like normal entries in the genre? Well, it's just the puzzles are more interesting than you would expect generally. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. steps like you have to do. Like, it's very linear. Like, there's nothing. There's barely. There's no story at all. It's just. Ta-da! You have to solve, solve this, this to get out of this. What's wrong you with that? Have to do it in order. Like I played the demo and got stuck into it. Like hard. oh yeah, because like you could download the free demo where it was just playing with the safe, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what is yeah. this? No, I got. Life? I think I got the. First, I got them on my um, iPad too, because I could like make it bigger yeah. and stuff. It was cool. I it's like them, it's funny. Some games that suck you in. Have you guys ever played World of Goo? No. And that game sucked me in pretty hard. It's where you start with like these black goo balls, and you have to like build structures out of them. And like, it's like a physics game, basically. Yeah. No. Oh god, that was addictive. There was another one too, where you had to build bridges. Like this, after a certain amount of time, this train would come, and you had to have built the bridge for them to cross something by then. <laughs> that was super. It was another one. It was like such a simple game, but it's super, super addictive. So you have different pieces, and again, it was like a physics game. So you get sucked into random stuff as far as games like that go. So. I can see it happening. Talk about random stuff. Here's here's like a definite, and now for something completely different. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the previews for the Angry Birds movie? I saw the Angry Birds movie. Did you? I have kids. What did you think bad. about that? It was awful. Was it? I just like can't. The moment I saw that it was an Angry Birds trailer, I was like, how in the fuck do you make a, a story about that? I'm just leave it there. Yeah, you need to stop. That's like the third time. It's what is the story in that movie? It's basically it's well, the, the same pigs, story the from pigs, the yeah. um, game, but it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, like they give like the all the Angry Birds like personalities, and it's just pigs. kids drivel. Oh, dude, it's real bad. Is kids it? drivel. Like it's. Yeah. I was just curious. All the voice. That's what it looked like to you me. Want like, to like it? I think some of those are on like a next level. Some of that animated stuff, but some of it's just like. Turn. No, this is bad. Yeah, this is like some of it. Like, dude, I even like Madagascar and like the penguins of Madagascar. Like, they're entertaining. With like Angry Birds was just. Yeah. It it just looked really dumb when I was watching. No, it was really bad. My kids like loved it, and I was was like, I was side eyeing them. (laughs) Because you feel kind of silly, you my kids criticizing the plot of a kids movie, but at the same time, it's like, come on, like I understand like a little bit of laziness, like just connecting the dots in like the least real bad. It's clear, interesting way possible, but and the parents know it. I know. know I'm sitting there, and I'm like, but you have to. I had to go buy candy twice to get through it. I was like, my fat fuck face needs to. It's just to get through this. Stand it. So, Sour Patch Kids got me through that movie. Yeah. Did you guys ever play the the game? Yeah, I did. You play the game. Constantly. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. I played all of them. They're fun. Of, They're not like stupid little physics games. Yeah. It's like, oops, see what happens. I've never really played them. There were a couple... Like, <laughs> before Angry Birds came out, there were actually a couple games almost identical to it, like on PC. And I remember playing a couple of them. They were fun. Yeah, I mean, to a point. It's yeah. just kind of... It's, it's like, it was, to me, it was just something... I'm, I need... Filling time. Filling time. Yeah. Five minutes. I'm yeah. fucking around and it's on my phone. Like, really? uh, and then they had like Star Wars ones. The kids started so, playing it, and it's entertaining to watch him do it because, like, he's like real bad at paying attention <laughs> to stuff, and like he's like getting it. No, watching at TV, first, it was like yeah, it was <laughs> just like before the movie, before like this year, I'd say it was all 
duh, 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 duh. and they'd be like, Dad, beat this for me. I need to do this. And it's like, no, you do it. And then yeah. the other day, I was sitting playing like... Uh, Overcoming your own gaming hurdles. Exactly. I think I was sitting on the couch. <laughs> isn't going to get any easier as you get older. Like, I was playing some like visual novel or something stupid, and he comes up and he like laid on me. And at first he was like, "Beat this level," and I was like, "No." And he sat there and beat like all of them, like set with me the whole time while we were playing because I made him do it. And yeah. I was like, "Yes, okay, good for you, yeah. figuring out little physics problems on your own." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oddly proud, even though it's stupid. Good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's problem solving. Yeah, it is. It's like one of those basic skills that's pretty sweet to be good at. Yeah, right. So do we? Um, do we want to talk about this auteur theory, auteur? Auteur? We should probably get to it. I guess. I mean, yeah. Well, we can segue from the Angry Birds. Angry Birds movie to talk about movie theory. Do you think the director of the Angry Birds <laughs> film was an auteur? Do we even know oh, who it was? Oh, of course. I don't even know who it yeah, was. Exactly. Uh, it was somebody obviously with a clear vision <laughs> yeah. of money. Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those movies that basically the animation team is as much a director of the film as like, yeah. the fucking director is. And they are all seeing the monies. They give a shit, and it was very obvious. I wonder if that, like, I wonder if that did better than the Warcraft movie in box offices. Oh, I'd almost like I don't know. I I'd probably like, gave it a run for its money. Yeah. Well, I mean, internationally, crazy. Warcraft was huge. I mean, in the I US, mean, was it like I'm Korea? Imagining, was it Korea? Angry Birds that... was crazy too. China, China, yeah, China's usually the big one now. That's where, like, that's one of the crazy things about cinema is like middle class. The Chinese are like dictating. Now they are it's like stuff. There's, they are they think that there's a. We talked about it last time, but a big, uh, one of the big investors into the, the people that bought the UFC was a Chinese. Yeah, group. the conglomerate of yeah. investors. I mean, they're starting to. I mean, you could see it even from back. Was it Iron Man two or was it the third one? When they like with the Mandarin and stuff. Yeah, like that was a, like co-funded by a Chinese group, and it's like. Look at Rush Hour, man. But not quite. No, not quite. I don't think, think that's quite there. It's a little different. But, but uh, what do you have here? What is? Let's. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about all so tour theory. If people hadn't watched part of the last episode. Well, I think I'm going to end up. We're going to end up chopping the whole that whole tail end off of that because we have like an hour twenty with just the movies. And then we talked for like another thirty because I I just figured like when we're editing it I'll just put that because I think we. Did a good job, like, discussing much better than we are today, fucking talking. <laughs> uh, talking about what it was, for the most part. So. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to go over it again? We don't really need to. I okay. think we... We're gonna... Man, like, I'm really struggling to speak today. today Holy is crap. I mean, There's, like, something there. in the air today. Uh, <laughs> we're only gonna take away from what we already have if we try to talk about it more. Okay. The definition. Right. Why don't you tell us what it is? No, that's your <laughs> that's your paper. Okay, dude, all you have to say, it's a theory in which the director is the entirety of the movie. Tell the people, not the Tell the people, I already know. I gotta we already out. know, too. We already yeah. told you guys. Like, it's just saying, like, it's one person's vision affecting the entirety of the film. Right. As opposed to the group of people that made the movie. Yeah. yeah. And to, like, echo that sentiment, like I said... It's being a dickhead. Uh, yeah, basically. Kurt Sutter, who's... Uh, the showrunner creator of Sons of Anarchy said that because he tried to write screenplays while he was writing uh, 
Sons of Anarchy, and he said one of the things that he noticed was that it's TV's a writer's medium, yeah. and movies are a director's medium. That's, I mean, that's definite. Coming from someone that's in the... Angry Birds makes that as obvious as anything could be. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Can't even tell that had a crew. That's all the director right there, that movie. But, like, what... What is it? What is all this? Well, I just there's a couple people that are pretty good case studies, or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, exactly. stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to discuss because I had some information about Spielberg and uh, Tim Burton here. Let's do it. because uh, we both had. I mean, we all had Spielberg. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, on our list. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, like how the impact that those guys had on like future filmmakers too. Oh, guarantee you can see that, like some of that. Like signature, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it carries on to like J.J. Abrams, for instance. Well, that's why to me, like, there is some merit to the theory, but at the same time, it's just kind of like a shitty way of describing something else that they didn't yeah. really mean. Uh, yeah, it like to me because like uh, like this with Tim Burton. There's so many Tim Burton movies. Like we talked about the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's a Tim Burton movie. Like it's yeah. as much a Tim Burton movie as anything could be. Mm-hmm. He didn't but direct it. No. No. He produced it. And again, yeah. from the articles I read, he apparently was not on set almost at all. Like, so it genuinely was a product of the director who I don't have here. But, but as far as story and aesthetic, it's definitely him. Yeah. It's like somebody was riffing on him. Yeah. But I for guess sure. it gets, for me, it, it puts it in a weird place when, like, does someone who's having their style imitated or I guess that is the thing to call it, like imitated. Like a pestiche. Do they still get credit for it? Like that seems Have to you... be the odd thing to me because like, how do we know necessarily that that is like totally Tim Burton's vision and not like being significantly influenced by the director and then like going forward, that's what Tim Burtonism is. Mm. See, well, I think he was like before that a little bit, but it fits like it yeah, fits but into like the nothing tone. he did before that is as defining as like the Nightmare Before Christmas was because he had done some shorts huge. and stuff, but they were like basically the skeletons of his style. They was weren't it, really Edward like Scissorhands pre. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Like, that's his big thing. When um, the Batman's and. Yeah. yeah. So he said stuff. It's just, like but, it's that dark. Weird well, like, what's from to... a cin- cinematography point of view? Like, what are the similarities between Batman and A Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, because that to me, like, some of it. Or Nightmare Before Christmas. Or Nightmare Before, yeah, well, Nightmare before say, Elm Street. Okay, that's something no, else. Man, there's much similarity there. Well, no, well, it I becomes guess the, well, an issue because, what... like, if you're trying to, like, the whole point is that that uh, directors have this like style that's distinguishable. Yeah. But a lot of times when you see people talk about it, they can't. They don't do a very good job of distinguishing yeah, what it what is. The style is well. I think with him, it's like the darkness and the absurdity that goes with a lot of his movies. Like yeah. that. Um, the oh, Beetlejuice, no, like with him for sure. Yeah. But like um, Spielberg, like guys like Spielberg, I think it's more like the feel and tone of his movies. And some of like <clears throat> that's, I guess, that's where I'm like, where does this theory end and where does it begin or whatever? Because like some of that is true. Because like Michael Bay. You can always tell that it's a fucking Michael Bay film because there's at least one spinning 360 camera angle into a lens flare. And it's like, oh, that's Michael Bay. And the explosions. Yeah, and the explosions. Well, Transformers feels like as an action movie, feels the same action elements of it 
without the Transformers feels the same action as like Bad Boys Two. Yeah, like they feel very much. Film the same a lot way. of credit right there. Well, no, Bad but, Boys Two is actually good. Well, well no, no, it is, but I mean, like the the style of it, like you can yeah, tell. Yeah, I get you. I was you can tell. Shit. Have you have you you seen uh, Thirteen Hours? Which one's Thirteen? No, the, I didn't see the John Krasinski yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's you can tell that's a fucking Michael Bay movie, set in like a serious world, like oh, you know what I mean, like. But that's the thing is like the action is filmed and it feels like and which is he's good at that. Like that's you know one of the things yeah. he's good at that. I liked it, but it's more on the surface of all the stuff that was happening over there and not all the underlying political yeah. bullshit. So I think that's what I got criticized for, but as like a pure action movie, uh, it's it's definitely like a Michael so Bay. So what do you like defines Michael Bay movies? Like, it's like the lens flares. The lens flare. No, there's the action people, like, to it. No, J.J. Abrams is lens flares. Michael Bay. What's what I mean? No, like, he does the thing. It's like the three. I'm just saying. It's like, like yeah, it comes yeah. in. Well, that's what I mean. Like if. It it's so, it's so hard to test. Like you'd almost have to have movies that you don't know who directed them, and then watch them and see if you could tell. Because like, take some of the new Star Treks. Like if somebody told you that was a Michael Bay film, could you definitively say no? It's not for like this reason, this reason, and this reason. Yeah, I think I would, but I've watched a lot of that kind of stuff. Like the first really? ones, they're that's a J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah, it speaks. It's a Abrams. Yeah, that's Abrams, like one hundred percent. That's exactly what those feel. And, like, the second one feels like a J.J. Abrams movie. Like, they kind of tried to carry the tone, but the pe- there was a lot of people that were, like, similarly involved as far as executive producers and writers and stuff yeah. like that on it. Orchie and Kurtzman. I guess maybe I just don't watch them on that level. Because some of them, like, is the material itself because, like, uh, the, the Star Trek movies in particular, like, I think they're terrible Star Trek movies. Yeah, I think well, they're, I, I think I they're think like okay movies. Yeah, but I, think no, I think they're, they're like terrible movies. Star Trek they're movies. Good fun movies. Like, yeah, because like in those cases, I think like the the authors or the director's touch in that case kind of damaged the film. Even though like it's still a good film, you know what I mean? Like if the intent of a Star well, Trek not, film yeah, was to be was, a Star Trek film, sure. I think in that sense, like it actually did harm for him to be an auteur. <laughs> well, because that's part yeah. of like the thing, like. I don't because under certain, that, under certain, <laughs> as far as like JJ made it bad, I don't think that. I understand what you're saying though. You're saying well, that as being like a from uh, the perspective of being a Star Trek film, I think uh, he yeah. did like a piss poor job of like capturing this uh, the essence of Star Trek, the traditional. What, yeah. Well, yeah, just what just the used. essence of Star Trek. Yeah. Like it, it's it's more of an action movie, which made right, a, yeah. which made a good movie no, because yeah, it looks great. Sort of his fault. That's definitely the well, studio and because yeah, I don't know how much for. of that because. Some of that, the way it's written, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much less action you could because have had. Because ideally, Star Trek, you want, like, a weird exploration movie or, like, personally, I would want, like, Deep Space Nine, the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not that attached as a fan. So I like the Well, yeah, the but it's just like Star Trek. Stuff. It's like Star Wars Light is basically the Star Trek movies. Sure. Yeah. But that's again. That's not necessarily because of the. But I can tell, like, tour no, I felt it. like those were. That's like the studio being like, "Make us money." Yeah, yeah. we no, need no, that's somebody. Such a muddy conversation. It was like they need some. They needed somebody, just like Star Wars needed somebody new to bring the franchise back, so that it was not and not back like, you know, back into like what? How can we make money off this property in two thousand ten? Yeah. Instead of like, because I don't know that like. When they tried to make like more true to the those themes, I think the like the best one was like Wrath of Khan, right? 
as far a, lo- as a lot of people say speaking. that, yeah, but it's it's like even for me, if there's like a big Star Trek fan, it's hard to say which one. Like one with the, the whales. Movie's favorite. Yeah. yeah. But no, I get that. But they feel like that feels like a J.J. Abrams movie to me. So what? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Have you seen Super Eight? Have anybody? Has anybody yeah, seen, seen Super Eight? What does that feel like? It was a Spielberg pastiche. Like, yeah, it was, it was Abrams exactly. doing Spielberg, yeah. and it was obvious. Um, there's a bunch of people that do that though. Like yeah. people was like do send ups of their favorite director. Right. So how, is that like does that fall under? Is that a Spielberg movie or is that a J.J. Abrams movie? That's where it gets iffy. Like yeah. I, it's an Abrams movie, definitely. And he's but just it doing a pastiche. Feels of, like a. It Spielberg. felt like a Spielberg movie to me. Yeah. It was the closest thing I felt watching that, whether to a that sort of Goonies yeah. uh, adventure type of type of thing as I could remember. Are there any J.J. Abrams movies that you think don't feel like a J.J. Abrams movie? No, I mean, not even like Mission Impossible. Like the Mission yeah. Impossible feels like a kind of a J.J. Abrams movie too. Well, yeah, it's got the lens flares. Yeah, the third one. Does it lens flares? Yeah. They all do. Everything he does. <laughs> they has all lens has it's a class it up, one. man. That's um, a shiny. Universe. But that's an interesting thing. Like that I was saying before is, uh, who did the fourth one? The fourth one was like Brad Bird. Was it? Who did The Incredibles and stuff. Like, yeah. that dude, after he did oh, The Incredibles, Incredibles he has done some crazy shit. Incredibles yeah. too. Like, he's been... So happy. Done awesome stuff. Like, it's one of my favorite superhero movie ever. It's like... It's everybody's yeah, it's favorite great, superhero movie man. Is he doing that one, too? Red I don't Bird? know if he's doing it, but it's been being talked about, so I'm psyched. But then, they brought in a guy, like, for Rogue Nation, which was awesome. I loved Rogue Nation. Um, Christopher McQuarrie. Like, the, and apparently he's, like, the guy... That people bring in to existing franchises to like live and revitalize it. Yeah. So he's like the rock of directors. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just like, well, well I'll, I can do what you want to do. Like, how how can I help gotcha. you? That's what I do as a director. Not so much that I'm going to put my own personal taste on. Yeah. This movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these things. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a G two too. Come on. Well, now you can't clip it to your shirt. What's this mine? This is really dirty. It's mine from the quarry. Is it? Yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, I use these pens, but... You would use, like, a... You would definitely put a pen in They're great pens, like man. You definitely would. Fuck ink. I'm going to jail. Now, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Like, th- here's a... This was from an article that was uh, posted in 2012. It was about Spielberg and, like, why he's an auteur. And, like, there's... According to this article, there's five like distinguishable ways that you know you're watching a Spielberg movie and they're not anything we just talked about uh number one is daddy issues the film will have daddy issues in it because apparently like his uh parents divorced when he was the young age of fucking 19 Ooh. how devastating <laughs> fuck you up bad. I That's thought like, that was funny like that seems like it wouldn't be like if you're 19 and you're calling your dad daddy what an emotional roller coaster to be That's on a, when you're 19 yeah, Jesus at- Christ cry me a river fucking 19 <laughs> there's people younger than that that have died in wars <laughs> you know what i mean it's like come on fucking daddy issues in the movie uh the number two one was streams of light like he tends he yeah, tends he to doesn't. have a shot yeah. with dark room that's lit from outside uh all struck faces that's like dubbed the spielberg face but that was like yeah that one to me is kind of indefensible because that's just a close-up yeah, that's just a basic element of cinematography. Yeah. Like you can go back to silent films and they have those. 
Because, like, the whole thing is just to show the expression the person is well, I mean, having in reaction. When people do pastiche of Spielberg, they do do that whole, like, they try to capture the sense of awe. Yeah. You know, and, like, wonderment. Yeah. So I can see it. It's just Cause to not me, something like, I would have called out. Some of, like, many of not the hallmarks the of being not a Spielberg the face, like, the film. The feel. The feel. Yeah. yeah. But not the face. Like The hall, hallmarks people tend to, like, mention for a Spielberg film is just, like, good filmmaking yeah techniques like it's just like utilizing shots well like because that's why for me like a lot of these things like can be traced to before the people they're being like attributed to, to. yeah uh so three was all struck faces the, the spielberg face uh number four is this shot where it's like a character it's where you're you you're like the camera's basically here and you're looking in the face of the character while they look out through a window and the shot lets you see both. Like if the person's here looking at a window, the camera's here and you can see their face looking out, out the window, window and the shot. Apparently that's a shot he does in almost every film. I mean, I can see it. Yeah, it seems like a stretch. Uh, and the music of John Williams. That was the one I was most dubious about. Like, what? like I was like, that's so ridiculous. Like, what are the chances that he uses like this guy's music in like all his films? I mean, it's very uh, possible. He but fucking does. does. Yeah. Oh. oh my god! If you look yeah. up my note for this guy, uh, music of John Williams. Holy shit! What a busy man. <laughs> like when you look up his his like but him on not, IMDb. Yeah. Holy Christ! He does, he does everything. Yeah. And basically. Like, I don't know what percentage, but a significant percentage of Spielberg films have had his music. Yeah. yeah What's well, like a that, Hans like... Zimmer and uh, Nolan? Yeah. Or something like that. They're, he did even... It's just his like, go-to guy, apparently. Yeah, like, well, he did all the Batmans, and then he did... Um, like, he even did some of the new Batman, I believe. It's like, if you find a guy and you just can't improve upon him, there's no reason yeah. not to just use him. Well, I think him. some people seem to get it, like, like scores for movies... Think how easy it'd be to work with someone after you've worked with them like so many times oh, sure. and stuff for like, yeah. especially like movie scores where it's, it's like, like they almost, understand yeah, they it, just yeah. know what's expected of them like without you having to say anything. Yeah. But no, I thought that was odd. Like that's, there was a flashback perspective because to me, like any five of those five seem legitimate. Maybe the shot with the dark room because that yeah. is like a yeah. five. But I don't like those aren't what I identify as like his no. movies. That no. no, it's like that sense of awe and wonderment yeah. and like a bigger exactly. scale and. But and then there's like the, like John Hughes, who, see even like, even in movies like Home Alone, where he didn't direct it. And I don't know if he he wrote it. I think he wrote. It. But that feels like a distinctly John Hughes like. See that totally goes feel. against oh, the I know. idea. That's what of I'm story. saying. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that he, uh, like, you can feel like I don't know, but it, all his movies were like about adolescence and yeah. that kind of thing too. So it's like it's hard to, I don't know, yeah. agree completely with like this sort of thing. Like I definitely feel like there are some directors that their style transcends the writing. Yeah, but I think there's like people that don't always necessarily fit into. I think a more useful theory would be that incredibly talented and creative people can overshadow everyone else in a production if oh, given the opportunity, oh, for sure. Guaranteed. Like, I think, like, that would be something that's easier to defend from a lot of angles. Because, like, this, like, there's almost an infinite number of examples yeah. that seem to, like, completely contradict the entire thing. What are all these lists? What is all this? Uh, these were... Some of these... These were Spielberg movies that I just had like listed so we could talk about yeah, them. see like and some of it like it does fit but like saving private ryan 
to me that just that's a war movie like that's, yeah. that's so different in tone that it's a step outside of himself right of like Amistad I don't know if you guys have yes, seen that but we had to watch it in school I think. that didn't feel like it's a good movie but it doesn't feel like an overtly Spielberg no, film to me hmm. uh, so it's like what did he just turn it off he's turned the magic off for that one where he's like eh, I'm good. I'm well, see, be, like, it'd be interesting to see thing. like and that's another thing is like what movies are we talking about like the Goonies right who wrote that? I can't remember. Who wrote that. Was it Spielberg? That's why that wrote it? Uh, no, for Tim Burton. That's why I wrote out because, like, he's such a mix because he's written things, he's produced things, and he's uh, directed things. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a weird mix of what's considered Tim Burton films because yeah. some of them, like we said with uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas, like he was the producer, like a very hands off producer. Yeah, uh, but like Dark Shadows, Alice in Wonderland, Sweeney Todd, like they all feel like. When you look oh, at them aesthetically, know, they all look like because that's beca- that which I hate. Look like, has become Tim Burton. Like I hated Sweeney Todd. I don't know if you guys saw it. I, I hated. Saw it. I hated it Sweeney so Todd. I thought he destroyed Dark Shadows. I like. I loved that as a kid. Of all things, I, I loved Dark Shadows. Watch that it as was a kid. on Sci-Fi Channel all the time, dude. Yeah. Did you? What did you think of the film? It was lame. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like Dark Shadows wasn't a comedy to me when I watched it as a kid. It totally it threw like, the vibe of that universe on its yeah. head. And I don't think it. It was a soap opera that had ghosts, vampires, and werewolves. In yeah, it. like it that's what I wanted. It was sweet. And then we got this like weird. See Tim Burton. If we talk about Tim Burton, like Charlie and Jack the, the Factory, hated that movie. Quirky with quotes around it. And yeah. Then we talk about Tim Burton. Yeah. Because that's what he did. He just made this like quirky dark shadows movie and it's like fuck you dude that's not what it was no like i understand like i like his vision and it was cool i just wish he would have done it something i didn't care what about charlie and the chocolate factory the new one it got some stuff like see here's the thing like i like the first like the original movies more than i like the books but it got more so do i accurate to the books than the original movies did yeah i just didn't like them they were kind of lame and like it was like the first movies had portions of it where, like, as a kid, you watched it and you were like, wow, this is too real. This is weird. Yeah. Like, where they do the trippy stuff. And then this one has the same shit, but it's just like, it's nothing like kind of like creepy and weird about this. It's just some dude throwing dumb visions at yeah. the screen. <laughs> some of these things, it's weird that they credit with them or give them credit. Like, it's on the resume. Like, yeah. 1979. Uh, the uh, King and the Octopus animation. Have you ever seen that? No. It's totally unfinished. It's like 20 to 30% complete, I would say. It's line drawings. It's like a line animation. Gotcha. It's not even like uh, finished. Because I thought that was... And again, the style, like his style is... I don't know. It'd be interesting if I could, like, some of these things would be, te- to be tested would be interesting. Because, like, that, like, if I take, like, three animations and, and see if you could pick which student animation was actually Tim, Bur- <laughs> Tim Burton's. Because uh, I think some of his style is there, but a lot of it's not. Well, he hasn't found it yet. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock presents. But no, like, love, love Batman. Batman Returns. It's cool. Ed Wood was I. It was all right. Like a lot Mars Attacks, I love that movie. I love Mars Attacks. It's so like, great. hard. It's so good. But like that, do I love it because Tim Burton directed it, or do I love it because the script was just hilarious? Just like, like the like, reason I, I wanted to even talk about off tour theory, like as much as like I pushed for it, was because I appreciate writers a lot more than I do the director a lot of the time. Yeah, like which is illustrated in like my list where like 
True Romance, I appreciate it more because it's a Tarantino script than I do because it's a Tony Scott movie. Yeah. It's like... No, I get that. Like, there, and there's a lot of cases like that. Like, uh, like... And again, the most the place that's most obvious is where Tarantino's written some. Like, my least favorite Tarantino movies are ones where he didn't actually write it, or it's based off of something that's not his original idea. What's your least favorite Tarantino movie? Well, see, I hate to say it, but like, uh, probably Jackie Brown. Like, I love really? Jackie Brown, but it's... Wait, that's not true at all, because have you seen The Hateful Eight? Mm-mm. It's fucking awful. <laughs> Hateful Eight's my least favorite movie. Is it? Like, and I love Jackie Brown as a movie, but it's not his yeah it's a cool i can see that 70s style like awesome movie yeah but it doesn't feel like him it feels like it could have been like an early shane black movie or something like this like just kind of like heisty idea movie whereas like that's not a tarantino thing man tarantino's yeah. over the fucking top yeah it's like, not crazy enough yeah it's like you need to ramp that shit up son yeah and the director can only do so much in that department exactly like the, that's what i'm saying yeah. it's like you can't make a, a scene totally over the top that's not written totally over the top. Exactly. So, it's, yeah. So it's like, no, I, like I get that. that. Like, I like... Because there's... A, is Tarantino an auteur in your, in your eyes? Like, he is somebody that, like... Because he's one of those guys, like, to me, if anybody fits the definition, surely a guy like him does. Because, like, the things that he directs are so... Well, yeah, this was, like, it's like, I... <clears throat> he makes a good case for it, is the point. Yeah. Like, in both ways. Because I just illustrated, like... I like his writing directed by other people and can see it as him. Like, it yeah. speaks as him. But, like, he's only... Him, like... It's really hard. Because, like I said, like, my least favorite's when he was directing somebody else's stuff that's not him. Yeah. So it's like, when it's all him, it just speaks yeah. so thoroughly. To, like, it doesn't matter who his cinematographer is, who his editor is, none of this. Like, it's just... That's a Tarantino flick. It's like, that's why to me, like, it matters more. It's like basically determining what someone's uh, charisma stat is more yeah. than, than anything else, like whether they're director or not. Because it's Which like, like, like guys like these, like Tim, the Tim Burtons and Spielbergs of the world, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how they're involved in something. If they're involved in almost any way, yeah. like they're going to have a heavy handed impact on whatever, like, they're working on. Because, like, everything we've brought up, it's like, it's just feel. Like it just feels. It's, it's like really hard movie. to define everything. It's like, oh, so how would we describe this? Like, well, that's why I had found another article uh, from Cinematic Fanatic. Uh, it was like a, a webzine or something yeah. that was dedicated to cinematography, and they had a, an author of the week recurring column, and like I went through a bunch of them, and they never made any argument as to why this person was an auteur. It just tended to be people that you could tell they liked. Yeah. Like guys that had a career in cinematography and the person yeah. liked their work. Like that's what got them labeled an auteur more than anything else. Well, it's direct. Cause I see a lot of people seem to be doing that. Like, yeah. it's like they'll just be like a Spielberg like, fan. And like, well, yeah, obviously he's like an auteur. Yeah. Cause like Kubrick, Kubrick's considered an auteur. Yeah. Like, Everybody was like, it's a Kubrick author. But can you picture anything in your head that's like, well, that's obviously a Kubrick thing. Yeah. That's like a Kubrick trope. That's what he uses <laughs> yeah. in everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his tool. He just pulls it out of a fucking toolbox, yeah. throws it on screen, and that's how you know it's him. It's well, even signature. if he has one or not, there's people like this list that, that they seem to pull them out of their ass. It's like the daddy issues. It's like, yeah. come on. It's like, right. this is like the thinnest veil of... A, a, a thought you're having here like there's yeah. no like meat to it at all. so i guess well, there can be like levels to it as far as, far as what we say as far yeah. like yeah. what we 
feel like an auteur is. It's not necessarily like um, that they use these same sort of things and everything, but like there's the the feel of like an, uh, a Spielberg movie, like an E.T. or um, the other shit we were just talking about. Um, or like us. What the fuck? Uh, Some in the air down here. Uh, yeah, a Burton yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, even when he's not like heavily involved in it, it still yeah, feels it's still like going to bear his mark. Feel, yeah. yeah. Or you have like, like um, Kevin Smith. Like his movies feel like Kevin Smith movies, like the ones that he's written. Yeah, the one that he did that wasn't him. Cop out. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, well, he wasn't the writer. What's I'm saying? Yeah, it's. But he can. You can tell that he's like. He seems like he'd be heavily involved in anything he does, though. He well, he anything except for the one thing he did for a paycheck that nearly killed him. Yeah, that's why he's releasing all these goofy ass movies now. Is it shit? It's so bad. It's bad. Yeah, and it's not because of. Tracy Morgan, apparently. It was a Bruce Willis thing, he said. Yeah, he said Bruce, shit. Yeah. Bruce Willis just wasn't about it. Yeah. But neither was he. Like, that's the thing. Nobody was that about it. would suck. It. Like, oh. Imagine, like, acting, like, getting an opportunity to act with somebody like think, that and their heart's just not in it. And yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Oh, God, that would suck. I think when he lost his interest when they had to change the name from a couple of dicks to Cop Out. Yeah, he said that on the podcast. Yeah. Thing, but that, those, no, those titles aren't equal. No, it's definitely. <laughs> when not. you see those on the marquee, they don't yeah, come across the same way. For sure, a couple of dicks. There was somebody else that I was thinking that I felt like. Oh, was that's so much better of a title. Than an auteur. Is it like a police film? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is exactly. Yeah. See, a police film that has a police film title doesn't interest me, but a police film that's called A Couple of Dicks, I very well yeah. might go see. For sure. I'm not the biggest sure. Tracy Morgan fan, but I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. Yeah, he was like, uh, that's why I expected it to be cool when it wasn't. I like Kevin Smith, but um, like tonally, his movies are all, I mean, and, like he has characteristics like over yeah. the top dialogue and that kind of shit. Yeah, Not over the top, but like, over the place. well, yeah. Snappy banter. Yeah, like exactly. Unrealistically so. Fuck a lot. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh man, fucking Clerks too. like makes me want to die sometimes. I watch it and I'm like, this is great. It's oh, funny. yeah. But then you're like the fuck are you doing like, <laughs> whatever he wants to do who are you talking to ever in life you just thought it'd be funny to do an ass to mouth gag like, <laughs> yeah. no, no girl's ever gonna be like yeah. yeah it's okay to do it if you really love somebody yeah. it's like no what do you Rosario Dawson's not gonna, not say, gonna say yeah, yeah exactly yeah definitely not her oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude yeah I don't know but like oh the one the other one I was thinking about like and I know that you were a fan of some of his stuff uh Neil Blomkamp oh dude yeah like he's Blomkamp. like fits that mold for me like all the stuff that like a newer guy that's coming up that has like this um like it's it's really apparent like his stuff like elysium district nine uh the new one hardcore or what he did he did uh what was chappy oh sh- yeah chappy with uh, yeah it'd be interesting. my favorite rap group yeah it'd be oh man i do love them so much i know right it's stupid oh, uh, <laughs> i texted erica a song the other day that it, it paid dividends. <laughs> they have they have that one song. I love the song. It's called You Make a Ninja Wanna Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I texted her that. She was... About it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dion Ward. Uh, you a fan of Dion Ward there, guy? I've heard some other stuff. Like, I listened so to it after, like, Chappie. So well, like, our one friend, Lyle, he's, like, genuinely into, like, rap and R&B and stuff. And, like, he, he discounts them because of the silly songs they have. But yeah. they have, like, they have some legitimate songs. Like, it's, that, like, that's a silly song that you yeah. make an intro one of. Well, like, uh, see, all their stuff like is kind of silly, but it's the whole movement because they're 
just look at this diverging into Zef culture from Autor here. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's the whole thing. Like, they have this giant, like, glammy white trash culture in South Africa called You can Zef. tell anything they're involved with. Yeah. And like, they're, like, they're auteurs yeah, of their media. Look at that. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you can tell just by looking at them, and you're like, oh, they look like trash. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, what they're going for. Yeah. They're, like, nailed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, because that's, like, the weird underground hip-hop culture in South Africa. It's, like, shabby chic kind of. Shabby chic white trash people with yeah. hatchbacks. <laughs> yeah. With guns. With guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> yeah, I do like a lot of their songs. I can't. No, I, do. I, l- I listen to them way more than I should. It's unreasonable. <laughs> I haven't... I haven't fallen into that trap yet. No, uh, I will have to work on you because they I have to. They do have a lot of songs because they've been in the game for forever. fucking twenty years, roughly. Yeah. Done a bunch of stuff. No, and it's all ridiculous. And like, uh, I love it so much. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like the movies though. <laughs> <laughs> well, like him, it'd be interesting to see him do a non like a movie that's set in a different time period. Or that's not set in South That's not South African sci-fi? Yeah. 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 Well, to see how... Because like that... Wait, was Elysium Is it that he has such a defined style? Mexico, basically. Yeah, I think Elysium was Mexico. But it it still looked like South Africa. Yeah, it was basically the same. Same look to it, though. I like that movie more than a lot of people did. What, Elysium? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Anything that's all like, ah, fuck the man, free healthcare. Yeah. Like, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. I, I like, I've liked all of his movies that I've seen so far. And people, some people didn't like Chappie, and I thought it was fucking I sweet. love Chappie. That like, movie's amazing. Great. Chappie gives eight. me feels, man. District 9. I said 8. District 9. Is, yeah. That's fucking one of my favorites. For yeah, sure. I like this. They do have very, like, What's like great? that. Because, I, like, I would imagine if you just read all three of those stories, you'd come away thinking they have a similar vibe. Yeah. So I wonder how much of that is him. Like, how much of it is purely his style, and how much of it is that, like, there's just, like, these unavoidable similarities in, like, some of the things that's that he's stuff. doing. Yeah. Well, I think some well, of it, too, like, a, something. Like, what if he did, like, a medieval movie next or something like that? Yeah. Well, I don't see. I don't know that he would. That doesn't seem he might like not his be territory. Yeah. yeah. See, it's just, it's weird. Like, I don't know, what I mean, like, back to the auteur theory thing. It's like, I think a lot of what it gives people genuine auteur status is their interpretation of things and what the changes they do make to the script. Because a lot sure. of times, like the, all the times we're pointing it out, it's most obvious. It's when the director's been involved top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. Like they wrote or There's altered just this, the script. This cohesiveness with yeah. everything. And it's just, it's them and you can just look at them and tell. Yeah. Whereas like you can like, uh, I don't think he wrote The Shining, did he? Like I think somebody else wrote The Shining and he just vastly reinterpreted Like, it's quite like a few that. differences from the book. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, there's not there's very little sh- actual shining happening in the movie. Yeah. Like there's almost none. It's like, it's a, like such a small part of the plot in the movie. And you're gonna call me a hipster, but like a place where you can see this like a lot is. Uh, have you guys watched any mumblecore movies at all? Mm. Okay, like it's like a movement. It's kind of petering out now. Mumblecore. But, yeah, it's called mumblecore. It's like just people. They're oh. all Blomkamp's on Alien. Yeah, I, so it's going to be interesting yeah, to see his take on that to see if it kind of yeah, uh, like a, translates his auteurness or whatever. Because that is going to be like kind of sci-fi-ish, but totally that's like not his, very yeah. very different. Well, his than like the other all movies. of his movies have like a political undertone to him well, too. His his Alien is going to be fucked up, and it's had a lot of issues with production and shit like that. And it's stopped and started a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. So there's a lot of layers to this because how much of it is because like that like people are going to tend. To funnel movies that already seemingly fit that director's style to them. 
Yes. Like, because even movies that, like, Tarantino doesn't write that he ends up directing, like... Which is only happened, like, he chose to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, because he's... He immediately became a big enough name that he... Nobody's like, you're doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. But... But you're right. It's like, if something gets funneled to somebody, they're going to funnel them something that feels like them. Well, they're not going to, like, the guy that did uh, Chappie, they're not going to send a Western his way. Yeah. They should, though. I'd watch it. That'd <laughs> be pretty cool, actually. If that was a bad example. There's actually, <laughs> there's very few genres that Westerns don't have similarities That sounds to, like, like Firefly to me, on a cool level. That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is totally Western, but yeah, you don't really think exactly. of something oh, like... Uh, I'm uh, down for that. that spaceships like and stuff when you think of, like, me. Western. But yeah, Mumblecore. Back to that. You guys have never seen a movie. It's just basically like, a lot of it's improvised. The writer's barely a thing. There's not really a script a lot of time. Sounds terrible. See, yeah. Dude, but they're, they're really fun, and I like them. And there's only probably one that well, I would make you guys Of course, watch. you said this is what I'm, I'm going to call you a hipster for? Yeah. There yeah. is probably one, one out of a hundred of those that are made that probably are genuinely entertaining Good. and have value <laughs> to the human race that is not true i mean but surely there's got to be a ton of them that are just there's a ton that garbage are trash. i'm yeah. gonna give you that like but like but even the people the... involved are like yeah this is shit but have a watch you know have you ever heard of the duplass brothers yeah okay they're mobile core they started out mobile core. Uh, like, really? yeah that's them like are we like filming a movie right now it's like that said how mobile core works kind of a yeah. lot of times no, that's like, uh, uh, welcome to our movie film. You probably you haven't you didn't never get into the sh- into it, but it was they're from the league. Like they were, yeah. They, they the, played the, the league. Part. I got into season one. He's the got uh, out. one dude, like the main guy. Basically. Yeah, like uh, and they have a show on HBO now. Yeah, togetherness. Or yeah, something? togetherness. Yeah, but they no, also they did, were, they like, some uh, of the stuff they did was fun. I'm trying to think of another Marvel four movie that you guys would like. Uh, Safety not guaranteed. The time travel one. No. Okay. There's one about, yeah, it's time travel. You guys might enjoy it. Is there any other, are there, okay, well, you were talking about, like, different facets of this. Like, I wonder how much, like, a director of photography plays into these sorts of things. That's what I mean. There's, like, so many layers that, that's, well, that's part of the problem. I think that's one of the main problems with this theory is that it, like. Is it absolute? What undermines, that is, like, a huge problem, especially depending on who you get it from. Like, we mentioned Truffaut last time. Like, if you get it from him, it's. Very different than if you get it from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, movies are one of the most collaborative arts that exists. I mean, the sheer, especially, like, we're talking mainly about, like, AAA, mainstream, big box office titles. Like, the number of people involved in some of these productions is shocking. Like, it's just, there's literally thousands of people that end up having a hand in like all the stuff that gets done well, yeah, and, like, and surely a, none of a lot of them don't have any influence but a director brings his team if he can at all like when at all like when he's able he yeah. brings his team so he'll have he'll work with the same cinematographer as many times as he can work with the same editor if he doesn't edit himself as many times as he can yeah like uh sound like Kevin said, Smith and Scott Mosier work like yeah. that's how like they smodcast guys. We well, said like the director started. for photography. They they have a significant influence in some cases. Mm-hmm. Well, all of uh, Nolan's have were Wally Fister, I think. Like sometimes, sometimes like is all of them, or was there one or two? Most of all, yeah. most of his newer stuff has been like all the Batman's were. Yeah. Uh, Inception was. I don't know if Interstellar was. I think Interstellar. I think Interstellar was. But then he went. And he did. He directed Transcendence. After that, like. Nolan's director of photography. Became, became is that the guys who do the storyboarding, basically? 
the director of photography is the guy that like basically lines up all the shots. What's what I mean? I mean, because I don't know there's how involved this I didn't know. Really well, because like that, there's movies where that becomes a significant portion of the final product because a lot of the shots, like even though the director works the magic on the shot itself, like a lot of the shots are framed up in the storyboards and stuff, yeah. and like, like that again. I like I don't know any definitive examples, but surely that's a very influential part in some movies but like you're like a lo- it's like the whole scenes are set at that stage of how production. the script's written that can be written at a script level yeah like a lot of people set up shots they're like i picture you've like read this. scripts before like, yeah, so, like there's plenty of shots like, that have significant numbers yeah, of notes like, before they'll them. give set like a so direction going to character descriptions do, yeah it's it's some it's not always just dialogue and action yeah it's this is how i see this happening this is how you should do this. Yeah. And if they listen to the script, it's an entirely different thing than when they do their own thing. Yeah. So it's like a combination of both because I think that we feel like whenever they're involved with at more than just the directorial level, then it is their movie. They own it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, sometimes that, that doesn't always translate to uh, with Burton or anybody that we're picking. The biggest not, of big. Things. Yeah. That we're not like. When it's not their writing and directing and they're producing and all this other stuff that sometimes it's hit or miss whether or not yeah. they fit well, into that. Like, If you're big enough that I can attribute something to you, if I can go like, <laughs> yeah, this is, this has a Burton-esque quality, yeah. yeah, then you're an auteur because that's how it works. Because like, some things, sure. under c- certain definitions, like if, say we made films yeah, and at some point in each film, I just like streaked across the screen doing a dick windmill and i did that in every film i would by definition be an auteur under certain definitions yeah like i this is my style it's recurring <laughs> if you if you see if a you see windmill. me streaking in a movie there's a really good chance that i'm directing that film <laughs> it's an identifiable element of yeah. my it's expression just one that nobody wants cinematography <laughs> true <laughs> But yeah, is there, but... Are, there, are there any other ones that you, like, stand out to you? Because we've hit, like, the most of the big name ones. Even though, like, I'm not that big a fan of, like, all of Michael Bay's stuff. He definitely has a particular, like, voice in it, good or bad. Certain... Well, there's uh, John Carpenter. Yeah. Huge, like, author. Yeah. Like... What about... Uh... Stephen King. I, I can absolutely identify a Stephen King film. Yeah. John Woo. John yeah. Woo. Definitely John Woo. Yeah. Um I can't even say the dude's name, but the guy that did, like, uh, Nicholas Winding Richmond, I think. Like, he just did Neil Driving Neil. shit. Yeah. Driving Neil. Yeah, Neil he, Neil. I would and, say. Uh, like, anything Gibbs. that they, they let him do his yeah. own thing on. I mean, well, that's the thing. His early stuff, I guess, it wasn't really. But these last three, like, Neil Demon, Nearly God Forgives, and Drop, yeah. They've, they've very universally neon. him. Because he just does weird experimental shit and yeah. plays synth music. Oh, Drive was cool. I, I like that. Movies. It's one of my favorite movies. What Drive? Yeah. Oh yeah. Love it's, it's awesome. So we we wrapped up with all tour theory. I think so. I think so. I've so. said everything. We like, basically said sometimes of... we agree with it. Most of the time we do not. Yeah. I think maybe it's the case that it it served more purpose when in it, a previous it, point. Yeah, yeah, like maybe twenty or thirty years ago, it it meant more right. than it does today. But well, that's what we said with like the Hunger Games. Do they all feel like the same? All four of those movies feel like the same type of movie. Were they directed by the same person? No. no. I was gonna say they. 
Yeah, I mean, for the most part, to me, well, I mean, on like an amateur level that I'm coming yeah. at, like, well, yeah, me they too. Feel like the, the same. The last three were directed by Francis Lawrence, and the first one was directed by Gary Ross. But he kind of mimicked the the feel of it. It felt yeah. like to me. But Francis Lawrence did like, uh, I Am Legend, and some other stuff. Well, they're also so, they're basically both studio directors they're like yeah. they just get projects and turn out movies yeah right they're not they're the guys that the auteurists were criticizing yes basically yeah they're the guys that a script was a blueprint and my job is to execute it as yep. skillfully as i possibly can Prevent and ultimately trying to remain transparent other than the, the quality that you're injecting right. into like, yeah because yeah, i think that's something we did miss out in our discussion is basically what makes the auteur is the fact that they feel they need to insert themselves into their art yeah because it's not like that they tend to, like, especially yeah. when you, like, we talked about that there's different flavors of definitions of this. And, like, Truffaut was definitely, like, it's your obligation as a good director to yeah. do this. Well, like, and that's why you have like, to put your mark Sometimes on that's good, sometimes yeah. that's bad. Like, we yeah. want, it's like, I'm a fan of the Goonies feel, the Spielberg feel, but I wasn't always a fan of, like, the Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. action sequence thing and, Dude, the only michael bay movies i'm gonna say are good is like men in black or men in black no, no. no. like See, bad boys 2 and uh yeah. the rock i didn't like the transformers movies i know yeah, they're that, awful like, they're all yeah i have to I watch like them so many times my kids like them he's awful i mean i uh, agree with you my <laughs> brother-in-law like watches them religiously like he, they're like his favorite movies if they're on he uh. will sit and watch the duration of it because uh. I, I just can't take it Oh, see, I, I like I, don't I like, like Mark miss... Wahlberg too, and he like the last Transformers was like. Uh, oh, dude, TJ, what's uh, his last name? The dude that was in the last Transformers movie with Wahlberg, TJ Miller. I don't think it was TJ Miller. It wasn't the guy from Silicon Valley? Was it? it was. Was it really? Yeah, he see, died. That's... Oh yeah, he like did. early on <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, that's how bad that. That's how bad that movie. We was. almost need to have like a, a discussion some other time about like the films of auteurs that we don't like. Oh, we we could do that, <laughs> yeah. Because like, like that, like Michael Bay, he he. There's probably more movies that I dislike by him than I, that I like. Yeah, yeah. Which and I've I've like yeah, I always <clears throat> I don't know I like you know I don't want to feel like I feel I like they call that a, when you're disliking something just because it's popular. A contrarian. Yeah. Well, no, that's different. A little bit different. Um, that's deeper. A hipster. <laughs> like an anti-hipster. You're turning into DJ. It's like I don't like that because more than three other people do. Like what? Right. What do you call that? Has, I know people like that. I don't I really know, know the name of like it. or something. But, uh, yeah. Like, there's a friend I have on Facebook that he cannot like a band if anyone else knows their name, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I heard of them. Fuck, I can't listen to them anymore. Yeah. Fucking He's man. one of those guys. Though he did introduce me to uh, the Abominable Iron Snowman. Uh, they have a song called Hats Made of... Hats Made of Veal and that new car smell. <laughs> it's, like, great. It's, like, real sludgy. I love it. <laughs> Google that shit once. It's a terrible song, but it will get stuck in your head. That's ridiculous. Uh, Nathan Barnett had uh, the worst song in the universe that he did a video of. <laughs> I can imagine. It's pretty... It's something. It's something. Pretty he retweeted something. me. Look at you. I gave him, yeah. I gave him shit. Yeah. Uh, Guess who he doesn't follow? Either one of us. Yeah. So good. I followed him. I'm unaffiliated. I followed him, too. He fucking, like... I was like, where's the follow I wouldn't even tell at? you what my name is, even though it was hilarious because yeah, I knew you were going to find me in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. It like popped up and said, this asshole is on Twitter now. Did it? 
Yeah. I wondered how you followed me like immediately. Like, I did. I just put two and two together because we had talked about your name. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thanks for the follow, Dick. Well, I'm just, I was just trying to. That's a lowercase d, too, and Dick. Yeah. Not Dick. Yeah. Head. Dick <coughs> the heads, not Dick of the names. Yeah. But. Yeah, is there anything else we wanted to hit? There. It's funny. I feel like talking now. Like, I didn't feel like yeah, talking earlier. Yeah, the other thing, we're, you, I, I'm imagining that you watched the finale episode of Game of Thrones the other night. Oh, man, we don't have enough time. That almost needs, like, a whole episode. <coughs> That's what we did the one time, and then you cut it down to seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we rambled too much. Gotta keep yeah. it tight. <laughs> well, I think the thing that we talked about up to, and, like, because we were going to talk about Hold the Door, but yeah. we didn't talk about Hold the Door, because we were like, well, let's oh, yeah, put we it Yeah, we did off. a lot of Game of Thrones. Yeah, so... Like, we basically got caught up to the first half, and we talked about that a little bit. But you and finally then, caught I'm finally, up, up, finally caught, caught up. up. We've yeah, all up. seen the finale. So, like, the big thing we're starting with is hold the door. Fucking Hodor. Sacrifice. Like, how fuck was, was cool? Like, was that... That was a genuinely good twist. I did not see that coming. No, I don't think anybody could have seen, seen that coming. Was it that way in the books? It didn't happen in the books. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't... See, I thought that people had known that that was, no. the, that was the origin of his name. No, they so that so that was... That's some original shit. So, yeah, fuck R.R. R. Martin. No, like, he's, why he, does anybody need him anymore? He, uh, he, they had a meeting with him before the season started, and that was one of the things that he, they gave them. That was probably... Was the, that's yeah. how Hodor got it, it wasn't a huge yeah. part, but I think that is one of the better written elements of this universe. Yeah. I mean, I do you agree that that's like just... It was just done so well. Like, they did it so well. It tied in, like, on such a deep level, like, so far back. That, yeah. Like... I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Not That's fucking hilarious that he didn't write that. Or he wrote it and just gave it to them and they wrote it. Yeah. Well, that's what the, in uh, inside the episode, they said that he gave them. Oh, he did give Martin them that? gave them that. Yeah. Fuck him. Because <coughs> he gave them some stuff. I could give them a bunch of for idea the new... threads too. Like, oh, doesn't yeah. mean I wrote it. Nostradamus, that shit. Oh, no, they might have. They might have, like, for real, wrote, like, the whole thing. But they said, this is how this is revealed, or, you know, all this stuff. I'm just giving him shit, because I don't want to give him credit for anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it. I thought it was a lot. It was, was, like, uh, poignant. It was was one of the best episodes of the series, I think. Yeah. Because, uh, most of the plot lines that were involved fucking advanced in that episode. Like, that that's something we don't see that often. Well, I think unfortunately now in, we are in the series. Are, like it, they're at the point now where they were like, well, they have to. They have like yeah. running out of time. Yeah, they're. Um, I mean, that episode made me want to punch Brain in the dick, though. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that stuff's sure. kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck, man? You why know did the you, consequences? Yeah, why just, did you do this uh-huh. anyway? Touch the fucking tree. Way to be a cripple and just freewheel, fuck like, everything. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Not to be a shit, but you don't take chances like that when your life is <laughs> yeah. entirely dependent on on other people. On Hodor. Yeah. Fucking yeah. carrying your ass around. But he... Um, that was a good sequence. He ends up... I mean, like, there's not a whole lot after that in the end of the series. Um, to the end of the season. Yeah. Besides, uh, he get, meets what in the books they call Cold Hands. Who ends up being fucking Benjamin Stark from the... One of the last... Yeah, we were bitching about that. Remaining yeah. Stark people. He's, he's a cool character. Uh, his intro, we were we were talking about that. His intro is a little corny. Him coming in the It belongs in a D&D movie, yeah. not like Game of Thrones. <laughs> it didn't yeah. seem to like full-on... It's like, why does he have a flaming flail? It reminded me of like the Headless Horseman. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, the entrance. DJ and I were saying, like, if he was going to have a flail, it should have just been, like, basically well, an unworked hunk yeah. of obsidian or something. or dragon Yeah, something glass. that's already established, like, yeah. that works. Yeah. Well, he, they said that that was, like, he's a, basically a combination of two characters in the TV show, Benjamin Stark. Because Benjamin Stark's not a cold hands in the books or whatever. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah. So there's a lot of people that are like that that have... <clears throat> One character has homogenized him a little bit. Yeah. Assumed like, amalgamations. Yeah. Well, because they're trying. Like they, there's there's no way. I mean, and that's like that's why George Martin hasn't finished all of his shit yet because he goes off into like over here and then over here and over here and over here and yeah. trying to tie up all those loose ends in a TV show. Like Adam said, that it's already too all over the place for him. Can yeah. you imagine if they followed well, everyone? What, uh, who's who's the uh, guy that's going to become the maester? Sam. Sam. They should cut him. Like I, I like Sam. I do too. I love the character, but we're well, we're at a point like, where like his storyline isn't adding anything significant. It will. It's like what? that's the thing. Is it like without he's him, obviously going to serve a purpose in the like it's going to pay game. off at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like there's so many threads at this point that no, like, I don't know how point, much payoff like, we're getting out of should spending literally time just cut what's his name the Mormont that saves or that serves Khaleesi like a uh, Jorah yeah. They did. No, okay, they did, but he could come back. Sure. Like, and if they bring him back, it's a disservice to the story, unless it pays off big. Yeah. Because they, they should just be like, he wandered off to try and cure his disease, blah, yeah. blah, blah. All good. <clears throat> I think that Let might be all we get, honestly. I'm fucking I don't hoping know. if they yeah. bring him back and, like, show him, like, little tidbits of him searching for a cure, and it never pays off big towards the end of the story, yeah. that's fucking lame. Yeah, I don't think that's... What's that, that I mean? Uh, we just yeah, don't have the time to spare. Yeah. No, I, I think, and I think that's where they're at right now, is with some of the... <clears throat> we talked about it before, um, with some of their, like, jumps in time, like how people yeah, are like getting around so fast. Is They have to cut these. They're trying to get these people to this point now. By the end of the season. Oh, sure. Because all of this end game stuff that we really haven't touched on is like has to take place over the next 15 hours or whatever it yeah. is, or 13 hours or whatever they said they were going to do left. I think they said 15, but there's 13 episodes or something. I do like, all right, here's another thing. How the fuck did Bolton know that Jon Snow was a good swordsman? Like we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I don't know. Like everybody Jon Snow How ever any fought of those tales was ever above the wall. Like, how's anybody know anything about Jon Snow? Yeah. Like, how did word travel that he's this badass swordsman? What do you mean? Like, when they're confronting each other, like, before the battle. Ramsey. Ramsey's yeah. like... How does Ramsey know that Jon Snow's a good swordsman? Oh. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. You're this legendary swordsman. Yeah. It's like... It's like there's no time for legend. Legendary how? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that they kind of just did that with, like, anybody that comes from, like... Just, a noble family knows how to just, sword fight. Just inherently yeah. badass. Well, that's 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 the thing is like that. Whenever they talk about any of the people, like they've come from a, a privileged family, yeah. they know how to fight. Like it's one of the things that they, like, assume. Yeah. That these people learned in the way I don't know. Maybe it was from that, but yeah, I don't have like a good. I, I just thought it was funny. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, like there's stuff Stupid like that. Oversight. Well, there is like there's stuff like that all over the show, but yeah. I just kind of like attribute that stuff to like, uh, it's if you'd examine it closely, time. there's tons of information like that that uh, that a character knows that they shouldn't have any yeah. way of knowing. Uh, like one one example of that is the guy found finds the little burnt horse of the girl that the Boltons. Okay, uh, it was at the Boltons, not the Boltons. Uh, Baratheon. Baratheon. Stannis. burnt. How did he connect all his dots? Because he gave it to her. Yeah. yeah he did. How, how did he connect all the dots? I don't get it. 
like okay like say i give you a, a horse as a gift and then later i find it burnt somewhere like how did he? How well, did that's he, not that what that big of a logical jump to me because he knew that they wanted to do that and was against it. Did he leave right before they did it? Is that what happened? No, he was there. Yeah, yeah I'm saying like was he? Yeah. So well, then why like, did he not get angry until? Because he needed her. It just seemed really odd that. Well, I thought that, it was that odd he that suddenly he, it's like a light f- uh, switch flicked like, inside. I of thought it. it was odd that like as soon as shit got kind of comfortable, he was like, "Get rid of this bitch." Like, well, that's what I mean. His reaction was so strong. He's like, basically, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like, why was there... There wasn't even any tension before that. Like, there was plenty of co- uh, scenes where they had conversations Well, you got to think, stuff. like, the timeline that, like, Stannis just died. Yeah. And then they're together, but, like, they're trying to establish themselves, like, make things But why work? wouldn't there have been tension? Like, think of that. Think if, like... I agree. Well, like, I think like, he I was, like... I don't understand why there was, like, zero, and put, then... Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I like. I don't think that he didn't know that she was, like, she, he knew she was gone, but he didn't know how. But he was somewhere he else. Was like there. he was fucking around doing something else. Oh, was he? They sent, like, they purposely sent him somewhere so that he wasn't around whenever. That's right. Okay. That happened because he wouldn't have let. It just seemed odd the way that all got revealed to him. Like I didn't, I didn't know how. Yeah. He, well, see, and that's like he suddenly <clears throat> knew so much about what happened. That's something that, like, I'm just like a. Like that's okay in the grand scheme. No, of I'm, again, it's it's kind of yeah. like we were talking. Like my, I had criticisms about the Battle of the Bastards that we had talked about. Yeah. Like I don't, it doesn't undermine the show to me at all. Yeah. They were just like we were talking about things that made criticisms of. But that was one of them. Like I just didn't understand how he knew so much suddenly. Yeah. Like why there wasn't more tension before if he kind of yeah. suspected that she was responsible for her death. But well, I don't think that they he knew until he found the horse that she was killed. I'm that surprised that John took such a hard line with her. Like, that did kind of surprise me, too. Because it's based purely on, like, his respect and trust of that guy. Yeah. Well, I think she's going to be back. Like, I think she's it got definitely an be important back. part in that, in the whole war. Uh, like, even if she's not back in the north, she'll, like, the, what's, uh, the Broken Banners dudes will find yeah. her or something. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because there's a Red Priest down with them, too. Yeah. But what else? So, like, basically everything's been advancing uh, they made the deal with the slavers while Daenerys was gone. Yeah, and, and then, then they reneged upon it. Re-nigged. Possibly like the most dope thing ever. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, uh, oh, let's we talk it. about that. They are kind of lazy with some of the battles. Like that yeah. was a cool battle, but there was no battle. No, it was just like ships showed up, started shooting stuff, and somehow the they were like really exploded everything. Yeah. How did they go from wanting to defend the pyramid to like they're like a quarter mile away from it? when they actually meet with the slavers or the masters because the pyramids getting attacked like way in the distance yeah. and they're like over here, like having a meet and greet. Uh, I thought that was like, and how that happened, but that was, no, that was a cool scene where they meet with the, the masters. Yeah. The masters <clears throat> think they're there to discuss their terms of surrender. And it's now I dug vice that versa. A lot. Like yeah. the only thing that bummed me out about it. Cause like, I was like, fuck, I don't want Tyrion to be that wrong. Like I would have liked if they was somehow yeah. like, he just misinterpreted something or something. But instead, it's like, nope, totally fucking wrong. Sorry, dude. Like About him, like, giving them... Yeah, like, like him they thinking just he him... could buy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Fuck yeah. It's a lot of character. I like Tyrion a lot, though. I, like, yeah, I like him more, like, superhero level. Of, well, yeah, like, of just, like... Because, <laughs> like, he said it himself during the season was, like... He's got a natural hundred. I drink things, or I know things, and I drink. Like, yeah. that's Tyrion. Yeah. That's boom. Yeah. That's he why should he shouldn't have been so things. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
there should have been like like he he attacked they attacked but there was still well, like this massive <clears throat> advantage that yeah, they had because of like what he had done. That was more like I don't know that he was necessarily wrong. It was more that he bought into what like everybody else was trying to say too because he didn't like initially like he would just came up with that to try to appease both sides. Yeah. You know because they said that like. Which they he was saying, wrong. Like they he thought saying, it would appease them, and it totally. They well, were going to do whatever anyway. He, he, that's not what he was going to do, though. Like he was going to go against what the the common people wanted. Yeah, he wanted to leave slavery and everywhere but so, Marine. Yeah, he would have. Like I think that that was more like him trying to make. I don't necessarily question his intelligence as yeah. much as you. I don't question his intelligence. No, no, I think like, that there was like a, a little like a more circumstance to it that he, not only you know was he wrong, but so was. Misande and Grey Worm and everybody was wrong, but he kind of took the brunt. Well, they try to compromise. I mean, that oh. generally makes everybody wrong. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, the dragons got out and then blew up some shit. Yara they really, and... really super burnt one ship, and I think it sent yeah. the message to the rest of them. Because <laughs> then, because Eric was just like, "Man, they're burning it so much." Because they were just like hovering, just like, yeah, just yeah. like it's already sinking. Oh, yeah, dude's lighting on fire. It. Yeah. <laughs> He likes the show, though. Who's that? <laughs> you. Like, everything's a... You're allowed yeah, to, but like, they did this, but they did but then criticize it, too. Like, well, no, it's what they did. They was... totally super over-the-top burnt one ship. Yeah. That scared the... So yeah, what else? That's all you need to do. You don't yeah. need to kill every soldier in an army. You yeah. need to really grotesquely murder one of them. <laughs> the like, It's like the scene in the Red Keep with uh, Cersei, with the fucking the religious militants come in. She didn't have to kill all of them. Yeah, she just ripped the, the head off of one of them, yeah. and the rest of them kind of get the message. That's so dope. So that, like, leads to... That was a cool scene. Uh, there's no trial by combat now, so Cersei goes fucking batshit and becomes the Mad Queen. And it's like an et tu brute scene where she's like, <laughs> my own fucking son, come on. This is this is my ticket to fucking success here. So I got this big... Well, and not him, actually. Yeah. The mountain. The mountain. Yeah. Have the mountain. It's a big, beautiful bastard. But that was—I thought that was cool. Like, there's so much happens in the final episode. But oh, like, that final episode was just great. Yeah. So good. Like when we were talking, that the final episode is more games of Game of Thrones than this show has been in a while. See, like that, I would like, thought you would have hated it. Like, I was like, I was under the assumption. I was like, he's gonna hate this. No, was, he's gonna was, hate was, all this jumping around and how she jam fucked everything and, into there. I yeah, loved it for sure. But no, that, like was... the wildfire thing was cool. I like I yeah. liked how they started that episode with. That's just, like, the, the show I want to watch, playing. man. Like that that like whole the... su- with her, with her. Like that's fucking totally the show I want to watch. Yeah. Like every week, it was cool. It was cool how like Marjorie was right, but she wasn't allowed to play the game the way she wanted to play the game. Yeah, like because she would have been a fucking been like great. Yeah, she would have been awesome. Like to go against uh, Cersei, but that's what we were. That's what we were talking about <laughs> yeah. too. What if it turns out that she's not dead? Like, what if she would have survived? I don't yeah. think she I don't did. see it happening. Well, she's totally but, dead. Yeah. yeah. But she what if she... Because Cersei actress... just, like, assumed the throne, and, like, what if she would have been there to be, like, uh... Yeah. Well, Cersei, hey. <laughs> they said... The actress tried to get out of the role earlier, because she kind of blew up from being on it. Yeah. Game of Thrones. And then they were like, yeah, we can't let you go. Why would you... Like, I don't like get why fight. you'd want to get away from that. Make it, she'd make, make a movie. Movies. Movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Money, money. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that'll do it. Arya, Arya's arc. Love it. Um, she's blind and unblind, and then has to go through like trials and tribulations. Well, I guess while she's blind too, 
just going yeah. through all that shit with the, the faceless men and then ends up getting away because she kills the waif. Yeah. And which was a it was like a parkour scene where she fucked up. Where you think Super she fucked fun. up. Yeah. And she didn't really. It was like an Agent Smith kind of scene, like totally. From the Matrix. Yeah. It was good though. She's just like stone faced, fucking like determined. If she had a plan, I was like, how'd you fuck up and like mess up this so bad? And then Nope. Nope. I can actually I still remember my blind qualities. That's what I took from it. That's that. really good. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. It was cool. And then for the dude to be like, eh, all right. Well, <laughs> I think we had talked about that too. Yeah. Like, I so want exposition from that character, but at the same time, you can't ever have exposition from that character because it wouldn't fit yeah. for him to just like talk about stuff. Yeah, but, I wanna, but at the I same time, like, I want to explain. I want to know his motivations because he seemingly has been aware the whole time that she wasn't going to be one of them. Yeah, like he seems to have been somewhat aware of that the whole and time like, yeah, okay. but at the same time like why would he have fucking taken her under but his still, wing like and enables her and makes her into well, that's what i mean like yeah. why would he train her knowing all the while that she's ultimately not going to serve the faceless god because he doesn't give a shit like, well, that's I what i mean like, but why like like i want to know why stuff like maybe he From knows her goals will serve the faceless yeah. god's agenda like could the paths cross yeah. in the future yeah well, that could like, be like an explanation for it. I don't know. But sending I just her to thought, kill those peoples that serves the faceless gods. Yeah. Ends. Yeah. In the long run. Yeah. That's what I mean. It'd be great to have a little bit of explanation from his character, but there's I can't fathom a way to do it that would make yeah, sense because make sense. he just wouldn't do that. He's all he's like your brother, yeah. basically. Like he, <laughs> he is Casey. Yeah. He only speaks doesn't even speak when it's absolutely necessary. It has to be slightly more than that for him to like <laughs> kind of justify speech. No. I but, like that, and then she serves some pie. Oh, the pie scene. Yeah. That was good. That was good, man. I like that. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing, too, like, throughout, like, the mythos of that. Like, because the one dude in the, when they all pledge allegiance to John, the guy with the white beard. Yeah. Apparently he did that before in one of the stories, <laughs> served, chopped people up and served them in meat pies. Carbon style. But, <clears throat> yeah, that was fun. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect them to do that in the. Um, in the finale, no, not at all. Because she had like, just left Bravos or whatever, and I'm like, and that's a thing that I heard a lot of people criticize is that well, the way we that they're taking her weeks, jumping her. Yeah, well, I think that they're they're kind of like this spans months. Yeah, this episode. That's how I was like. Well, they've never really clearly defined any timelines at all. Well, in I, her, I, I, their passages of time. I think so. that's if people. That's why I just kind it. of have to ignore it. Well, that's why I think that's if people take it like that. All of these scenes that you're seeing are happening. Exactly beside each other. Yeah. I don't think just because it cuts from one thing to the other right. doesn't mean it's like I think that's where you have to. Yeah. yeah, they're happening at the relative same time, yeah. like within these couple of years. But well, it's like the hound. Like I just take that that like he's just been around like for an indefinite amount of time. Like you could probably roughly tie in a timeline to when he fought Brian Brian the first time, but since then. He's just been kind of chilling. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter whether months have passed healing or two years. Or, or healing and about, he's my favorite shit. character and I wish they put him in so much more. Yeah. DJ Enlighten Me, I didn't know. He apparently... I had said about like how the, the mountain was a giant, beautiful man. And apparently the guy that plays the hound is a underwear model. Or was before or was. Really? At least one. He's yeah. like a stupidly handsome, like fucking square-jawed and They fuggled him up like really good. Like he's just like one of those like... 
Yeah, I saw like his uh, audition. Did you for it? He wasn't like a beautiful man. No, there's a picture of him like basically in his underwear in some water, and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> like, how the fuck is the hound? Yes. Yeah. To put all That's that funny. shit on his head, dude. On his face. My ideal, like, they could just stop Game of Thrones now, and if they would bring back like just Arya the Hound and her water dancing instructor, just Syria <laughs> for real. I just want Syria, and uh, yeah, he's I dead. Want, I assume. Like, no, nah, he's Jakin. That's Jakin, right? Is that the thing? <laughs> that is the that's one people of the things. are thinking, and I don't think that's that she. Good. Well, that's a giant theory, though, is that people yeah. like he's been helping her along from the beginning. Yeah, that's why he cares. Mind blowing. We just answered that question yeah. from a couple minutes it ago. It could be the case. It's fucking serious. Somebody Pharrell. she like, in that theory though. There's somebody he played before that he was before that. And I can't it's think of it. Face big deal. Like uh, going back to Winterfell, I think. Oh like, really? Yeah. He played like a. Yeah, He's been playing it close to the chest yeah. this whole freaking yeah. time. We never knew. So what other characters we have? You have Jamie. He doesn't come... like. I love it. Like, <clears throat> oh man, him looking at his sister like, "Fuck yeah!" I like shit. the scene in the, the tent out. Yeah, like, well, the yeah, scene. that's yeah. that's what I like about like. I will kill you and every other fucker that, that ever lived in your family. <laughs> yeah, if it's what I have to do to come and fuck my sister. Yeah. Anytime that he God. says stuff that's like serious, why that, does like, everybody gotta be? One of the one of the best like pieces of dialogue from that show is whenever him and Brienne are sitting in that pool after he's like all fucked oh, up. Yeah. And, like anytime that he gets to just like speak, that actor, it's always entertaining as fuck. And that's yes. what I liked about that tension. Like, all the scenes it's absurd with him. and fucking crazy, but yeah. that guy delivers it, but he'd like it seems so real. Like he's just like, Yeah, yeah I don't get it. No, fuck. it's like in that scene, it seemed like a guy he genuinely wanted to go home and fuck his sister. So yeah. it's like okay, <laughs> yeah. I I believe that. Yeah, you I sold have it. to do what you I have to do this. So I that you that, can... like, the scenes there with him and Brienne were good too. They were because there's just yeah. such weird tension there. Yeah. He's like, she's like, I you know, I hope this all works out, but if it doesn't, uh we'd be honor bound to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like that's the and thing he's that like, you see, like okay. You go from him being like that cold like they're totally gonna do motherfucker that. to like watch him can... get turned off with Cersei like oh, he all this stuff oh, he, tell. Yeah, like, no, he, he totally looked, like, yeah, the look he gave her at the for end sure. he's, he's just like, like oh, I'm gonna go fuck Brienne yeah. no it's a, that's the one like it seems like that's the one person that he actually does give a shit about yeah. oh totally Cersei yeah. and it's weird to see that when he's like so literally so now that all his kids are dead <clears throat> he just like has well, he didn't even give a shit about them he did kind of well he kind of like fucked her for like on Marcella the grapes, like. was the only one that he gave a shit about, and that was because like he met her. Like the other <laughs> ones are like he's like I don't give a fuck. They're around. These, I don't care. Whatever about these people, but he, uh, you for sure he's like this is the Mad Queen. Like this is yeah. um, what I tried to prevent with the Mad King, and now what the fuck am I going to do? Like it's definitely he's like, well I, I just did all this to hurry back here to this. To Nut this mess, job. yeah. But how was? Did you like that? How that looked? I thought the the look of the wildfire was fucking. Oh, it was great. Cool. It was pretty yeah. Good. yeah, it was. Uh, this. Yeah, it was good. I mean, <laughs> the scenes. Well, the scenes when the guy was underneath were kind of like. Yeah, I didn't even know what was going on for a second. Nah. I, was like, I oh, thought that was cool. I liked yeah. how they had the burning candles in the. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But like, I was watching it at work while I was trying to do like. The paperwork I actually do. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I looked over and I was like, the fuck is happening? And I looked back and then I looked yeah. over and I was like, ah, wildfire, yeah. I get it. They're it about to slime that place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, man, it's insanely explosive. It just looks like ooze. But yeah. 
It's like shit some fucking Nickelodeon demolished shit, a building, basically. I loved yeah. it though. So good. Dude, everything cool. about what she did so evil and ridiculous. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Yeah, and then that little thing that she like was putting on beforehand, like her armor, her villain outfit. Dude, yeah, villain they, outfit. there's <laughs> been like so many things written about like her change of wardrobe throughout this season. She looks like, like a Disney villain. To it. Like she yeah. totally looks like no, she's uh, like she literally looks like uh, what's her name from uh, Maleficent. Mal- yeah, yeah, Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. Like she's gonna start dressing like Maleficent with the horns and shit. Yeah, like, that's cool. It's gonna be ridiculous. No, that that little segment of the finale is fucking game of thrones like i want that show 24 7 like i just want more of that stuff yeah. just she's just evil she has a mad scientist and a monster as her like counsel yeah. it's right. well there's been like because the villain for a little while has been ramsey yeah and he's just not a good main villain like he's he's a great like side plot that's just out there making the world a fucking shitty place by existing like she is what the show needs like a character like her yeah like, back on top of the game again, not like... Like, we were talking about, like, how they drug her through the mud maybe a little too much. Because it really it really marred the impression we had of her mm-hmm. being, like, a powerful force yeah. to be reckoned with. Because you're walking around <laughs> your your ass and titties out and, like... What humanized her, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, they did all that stuff where they were, like, she actually cares about her children. Like, yeah. and that's where it was, like... Maybe she's not so bi- like some of it you forgot like yeah. a little. No, bit she's of not one. Di- well, she is one dimensional in in certain ways, but <clears throat> but now you're just like she's second. fucking. And then they like, push too far when yeah. they tell the kid, man. Yeah, they swayed her kid over to their side, and it's just like, well, now the world's gonna burn. Yeah. yeah. Well, she. I mean, she tried to. She was gonna try to save him. Imagine too, if Jamie starts rejecting her. Holy shit. Well, she. I don't think she's got cares. no kids. I don't think. She, yeah. I don't yeah. Think. I don't. I think she's beyond the point where she cares. Like she doesn't care about Jamie anymore. No, I, I don't think, think she cares about life and burn the world down, yeah. dude. Great, yeah, that's great. That's the kind of villain good. we need. Well, I think that's like your. <clears throat> she said, like the one of the prophecies was that like a younger woman would come for you. Like they would come. It was going to be your like greatest opposition. The same one that, if that said, was Battle of the Bastards. Is like is episode eight of this season going to be Battle of the Bitches? This is going to be like <laughs> yeah, no, Cersei's no. Or Cersei versus, she uh, she's gonna make it till the last season. I think, yeah, no, she sure. will. But um, she's one of the better characters left in the show. If they keep like, because they keep on the thread, to pay off. Gonna... Like, I want to see the Hound in the Mountain fight again at some point. Well, there's uh, that's, that's Arya's a whole gonna thing, have to right? kill everybody. Clegane Bowl type yeah. deal. I don't know. Like that was supposed to happen at a different time, but with them like nixing the Lady Stoneheart shit, yeah. I think like they're. What if he fights know? him and he just like cleaves him in half? I mean, it's totally but possible, but I still want it. Like, because yeah. he's like, he's in the little merry band of brothers. Yeah. Well, then, like, Beric Dundarian would have to give, yeah, it, have give, to him the, give it up to him. Give him his pasture sauce. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, I, like I said, I want that because the hound's like my favorite and he gets <clears> underutilized. <throat> like, him killing, like, I got Braveheart, like, vindication level feels when he was killing those dudes with the axe. Oh, yeah. He kicks up, like, for sure. Like, you know what I mean, though? Like, when Without Braveheart, words, like, just, just like, did it. slaughters that dude who raped and killed his wife or whatever, yeah. and you're like, yeah, that's justified violence yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. and then you watch the hound do it, and you're like, yep, yep, that gives it's me good. that tingle in my tendons that makes yeah. me realize, like, like, the scene where he's bartering for the guys. <laughs> pretty yeah, I think that's what makes like, it, We'll like, give you one. He's like, two. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> two. Axe, they're like, no. No, 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 no. That's a little grotesque. For uh, like he he was enlightened for a little bit, yeah, and then he was like, "Fuck this." 
Would you rather be hanged or take an axe to the chest? I think an axe to the chest might kill you faster. It might. Yeah. If he's going to do it, yeah. if he's going to bury it into the fucking handle, I think I'll take the axe to the chest. Well, definitely. Especially, especially being the like, way they're being hung. It's just like kick the chair out from underneath. Yeah. Like, you don't even get in your neck snap. You're yeah. just like suffocating. I can't breathe as good. <laughs> <laughs> your jujitsu training kicks in. You're just like tucking. Keep the yeah, vein trying. <laughs> fuck. That would suck. That would suck for sure. Then they set up camp. You're like, fucking leave. So then, yeah, what else good. do we have? Like, well, I guess the big thing is that was the Ramsey and yeah. John at the Battle of the Bastards, and and her becoming the Mad Queen. Yeah, and it's, well, and then he gets uh, John gets elected King of the North, and they do. They, I think. How much do you think that pissed Sansa off? <laughs> I think she was okay with it. Well, I don't. <clears> yeah. like, I, get I weird... think that she's like. I think Littlefinger's fucking with her mind. Yeah, but I think yeah, she yeah. was like initially she was okay with it, but now she's like. There's all this like little finger drama that's going to end up happening oh, in the background. Fucking little finger, I yeah. love him. Like he's so ridiculous. Yeah, love it so much. Yeah, he's like, I want to see how long like, cut him in half. How long has that like, picture diagonally. fucking been in his head? Because she started out at like seven years old on the show. Yeah, you know. So it's like it's a little creepy, but that's a little bit par, par for the course of that time. I think we time. mentioned that too. Yeah, like, how, what what more could you wish for when you have like. The suit the, he he like had it bad for uh, what's her name, uh, Catherine. Okay. Catherine, yeah. like what what more could you hope for when like the chick you, your life is all about dies, and you have like a younger, slightly more attractive replacement <laughs> that's basically just fucking her. Yeah, for sure. He's like, uh, get right in there, man. Yeah. No, I liked how she was like, it's a pretty picture, and he was like, I have none of that. But it's <clears throat> it's going to be interesting because like that. Doesn't quite, and I think Sansa knows. Like she, she's been more, like, understands the game more now. Oh, way more. But she it's should know that, like, these aren't like marriage isn't a love thing. It's an alliance yeah, thing. Man. So, it's a like, tool. like you're going to be married to somebody that you don't want to be married to anyway. So, like, again, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. She's, she's still she's gonna marry, considering she's saving it to use for bartering. Well, let's <clears throat> let's get there first. She should marry the one motherfucker. God damn. DJ Harden, the, the chick from the no, Iron Islands. Yeah, that would be awesome. But uh, the we. Why the, aren't you going to be king? I don't have a penis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bran, we get we finally get the fucking Tower of Joy payoff. Yeah, and there's like so much little shit that goes on in that. Like, um, the one thing that I was reading, like Ned takes that sword up, and that was one of the things for the Azor Ahai or whatever, is that they were born under the bleeding sun. And that, like, the hilt had a sun yeah. on it and all that shit. But um, that was cool. Like, he, <clears throat> they didn't, like, outright give it away to you. And they well, did, like, the there. little transition into his face from the baby. But um, he's definitely a Targaryen and Stark. And has as much of a claim to, like, the throne as, as and anybody a, and does. And a dragon. And a dragon. Yeah, well, he, I mean, I imagine he's claiming a dragon just as much as the, fr- the throne. I wouldn't be trying to claim Drogon. I don't want the little bitches. There's I think ones are so little. Claimed, buddy. Yeah, no. But there were some people were talking about that. Um, he becomes the king of the north, right? They yeah. vote him in because Lady Little Bear, Lady uh, Mormont, the best, like one of the best introductions ever. Yeah, like, it's so good. It's been on the show. Calls grown men bitches, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, where the fuck were you when right. people needed you? And she gets and it's <clears throat> with all the like the Curtis, like the worry, and that they were like is. 
nobody's going to want Jon Snow, the bastard, to be the king of the North. Yeah. And then she's like, they're like, yeah, they rallied behind him. So that was, yeah, that was kind of interesting. I how I didn't bring that up sooner. She is possibly my favorite character ever. <laughs> like, she's the best. But they're, like, saying that, like, well, he's going to end up, I mean, betrothed to someone. And they don't know now. And it's actually, the Targaryens had inbred for oh, definitely. years and years. So that could end up being a thing. Like, that would be quite the power couple. So, like, how much credence do you lend to the fact that Tyrion's the, uh, the third? I think so. I definitely think so. I think so. that I they, just... like, the scene with them earlier in the season when he was talking to the dragons isn't like an aberration or something yeah, like I don't like that was it's indicative a, of something yeah there's a purpose on. there yeah. yeah for sure they're alluding to his I think it's Tyrion and like the way that he um, Tywin said that like he's not you're not my son and if yeah, I had yeah, it my way like you wouldn't but there's something I think there's something there with him maybe not quite as like epic and theorized as the Jon Snow thing but with Tywin somehow became yeah. yeah, whether it was like a Targaryen woman or something like that, that I don't know. Yeah, because sure. his family hated him. It's it not just it has to be of a particular birth or just like of the Targaryen race. Just of the Targaryen. No, well, it has to be royal. Like, yeah. as I mean, does it have to be like? Yeah. Well, I mean, like one of the sisters, some or something the, yeah, like the aristocracy or something. But there's a bunch of them. <clears throat> like, there's any number of like, yeah, people he could be from. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, they're and they're they're, they're starting to like. I was reading more. They're getting more into like. Um, Robert's Rebellion and stuff we might see some of that stuff with Bran's flashbacks because that's how like all the Rhaegar and Lyanna stuff ends up happening is because he uh, they talk about it, it's Tony at Harrenhal he like goes past his wife and hands Lyanna who's betrothed to Robert uh, stir some drama basically oh, that's what started Robert's Rebellion yeah after he took her um, but it's a, like a ice for, like ice roses or something like a something thing that she gives to her and it was like that's what started it all but like Rhaegar is like apparently the one like male Targaryen that was like a good guy yeah like well, one well no, they yeah that's the they're well, all no, like shitty there's the one who had the comics about him like Dunk uh, Dunk yeah well and then uh, Master Aemon Duncan Egg or whatever yeah Aemon too I yeah. think was supposed to be a good one but like out of there are not many of the Targaryen males they're mostly all bad kids yeah well the chicks too they're all like they're all batshit. Yeah, crazy. But then we leave, I guess, with us seeing, like, the fucking uh, Armada going across the, the narrow sea with... Like, you see House Tyrell, you see House uh, Greyjoy, Targaryen yeah. banners. There's another one, too. Uh, the Dornish people. Oh, okay. The Sand Snakes or whatever had their banners on some of the boats and stuff. It's funny you are talking about time. Remember the guy, the... Uh, he's gonna build the fleet to chase them. You're on. You're on. Yeah. Uh, that would take a fucking decade. Yeah. Yeah. Like to build. Well, I think build that's a gonna. Like yeah. That. yeah I think that that's what's gonna end up with that. And this is like I haven't. He's got. He's a lot. Has a lot more involvement in the books. Apparently. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I think what's gonna happen to him is like over like this a, time he has made some boats or whatever, whether it's a thousand or however many. But he's gonna end up going to King's Landing. Well, they only had like a hydra. Yeah, they took from, yeah. from their fleet. So he's going to end up going to King's Landing or something like that and trying to get in with Cersei because he's give her the meat. Yeah, I don't think that she's like she's, he's got his big old dick. That's, that that's what he to somebody. Yeah. Well, I don't think that. Um, I definitely don't think Danny's going to be down. For no, that. I don't think no, she's down man. for that. You know how she did the, the whole arm shake with Yura or whatever. 
That was that was a cool scene too because it, it seemed like they were gonna do some. They're gonna be into the wrist in each vaginal other. Vaginal <laughs> going on, like yeah, ridiculous. Guy. She's like, yeah, I'm all for it. She, she is. Well, there's she, there's, there's she, other she scenes where yeah. she was like they were chilling in like the tavern. She's kind of. just yeah. like all of her other reavers, man. She was like, yeah. That's what she does. Titties. Pillages. Right. That's why it was funny and there's like no more reaving. She's like, no more reaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like seriously, seriously. No, I, I mean this seriously. Uh what do we do with our lives? Yeah, exactly. Like if we can't fucking rape people and take their stuff, like genuinely, what do we what do yeah. you do? What do We're you do with your Iron time? Islands? <laughs> That's this all we do. we do. Except if you're yeah. Theon, because you don't have a ding-ding. Anytime we're not doing that, we're doing things to prepare for doing that the next time. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's what they do. Shit. Yeah. I get, yeah, no more, fine, whatever. Did we miss anything? <clears throat> I think we covered everything. Uh, Sam at the Tower. Yeah, like, I don't... I, that's I, what I said. I, I know that's going somewhere, yeah, but, but at like, the same time, like, there's just not enough That time. part aside, how fucking cool looking was that place? Oh, yeah. That was like... It was more than I was expecting it to be. Oh my god, it was so cool. Was I was expecting cool. like a... It was like you go into it and it's way bigger on the inside than it is obviously yeah. on oh, the yeah. outside. It, was, uh, it just looked cool like the Ori... What are they called? Is that what they're called? Ori's or something? Yeah. The, um, the, yeah. The, yeah, the light that casts light on a different place. It just looked like something <laughs> magical. I don't know. It was out of Skyrim like, or something. Like, yeah. It did. It totally looked like a thing I took away from that like that I was just like, what the fuck? It's like... He, for some reason, took her to the tower with him, like, her and the baby. Yeah. And then, like, when they're just like, no, she can't come. You have to come to the library. He just, like, rolls the fuck out. Doesn't yeah. tell her word one. Yeah. He's not like, I'll be back for you. Instead, he's just like, later. Yeah. I'm going to go some read books. some books. And then he has an orgasm. About it. Did you yeah. see the memes? Like, there's the one from that one Disney movie where she's, like, in a library. And she's, like, on those ladders. Oh, it's yeah. It's, yeah. like, oh, I can't think of what's from. Like, Cinderella or something. Beast. Is it? Beast, yeah. yeah, I think. With uh, his face on it, just like <laughs> going through the books. Oh, yeah, he was. They couldn't have done him from the waist down in that shot because he just <laughs> stiffy, hard as a rock. Yeah, just turgid. No, but at the same time, like I, it's it's a cool storyline. Like it's cool with him taking the sword and stuff and causing conflict with his dad because yeah. like maybe his dad's gonna come after him or whatever. But at the same time, like we're we're at the end here. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we're we're supposed to be wrapping things up. Like I don't know how they're we're going to fit this in. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, I, I want to see it, but they have to figure out how to. He's got one of the only Valyrian steel blades, and that's one of the only things that. That's how he gets it. That's one of the only things that will kill White Walkers. Valyrian steel and well, not one of the only ones. There's actually a surprising amount of them. Well, that we know of. Yeah. So far, it's dragon glass and. Well, I'm saying, but Valyrian like steel. a lot of people have Valyrian steel fire. Well, each house has like a sword, yeah. basically attached to it. That, but there's only a lot of them are lost apparently yeah. in the yeah. war. So there that's is one, of one them. Valyrian steel sword to rule them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and he took it. Actually, it's Jon Snow's, isn't it? Jon Snow has the Mormont yeah. house, doesn't he? But no, but he gets the um, like he's in the books. He kills Melisandre, and then. Yeah. Her blood becomes... It, it's the Lightbringer. Yeah, it the becomes the, the big, giant, glowy, awesome sword. Yeah. Nice. He gets a Lightbringer. Like, there actually is that one sword to rule them all kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you're being... I know, funny, but... It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, facetious, yeah, but... But yeah. there is actually... But no, like, he totally did ripple. There's, <laughs> there's a big-ass sword that's apparently, like... Does it adjust thing. to the wielder's size? No, I don't think so. I think it's just on that's, fire. That's different entirely. Right. Jeez. 
No, but great season. I thought it was. A great I thought season. that was really was good. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, thought, I mean, considering last season, I barely remember any of it. Like there, very little memorable happened to me. So it's like this. What's season, all like one story to me now up to this point? Yeah, especially like, like you binge watched them. So like, like Erica said that too. We were trying to talk about it, and we were talking like episode by episode. And she's like, I, I don't know. Like I don't know if this was from this episode or that episode because yeah. we watched them in chunks. Yeah. So like it's just well, that's be the better way to do it. I've watched them episode to episode because when they're I've flipping seen... around so much, yeah. like especially when you watch multiple episodes, it's hard to say that this yeah. was in this this arc was in no, this episode. I thought the last two episodes, like I, I, your criticisms aside for no, the Battle of the think, Bastards, I think that I think that you're was, thinking I disliked it more than I did. Like I still think it was a good yeah. Episode. Well, to me, that was I thought they it's just were, like um, the battle. Nine of the eleven scenes in that battle, I thought were were very good. Yeah, yeah. It just like oh, I thought the horse scene was. Cool. I feel bad it. that the giant cut. Shot, yeah, shot up, yeah, yeah, and died. Well, they said that like people have been asking like where was the dire wolf, and they they said. Point blank, it was because we didn't have enough money to do the giant and the yeah. the dire wolf in the last. Uh, in that that, nice. because they spent too much money. Like it's that's the thing that I think that we forget sometimes too is like this is a fucking TV show. Yeah, <laughs> on <laughs> like on yeah. pay cable, it's like yeah. we're like we're getting movie quality stuff out of some of this stuff, and like uh, they're that's always been one of my praises. Like that's no, definitely that I gushed. Like, years ago, when season one came out, like, I gushed more about the production quality than I did anything else. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, like, it's a it's a pay cable thing, too. So, I know that they have, like, a lot of subscribers feeding into this stuff, but we don't get, we don't have yeah, to watch they commercials. they dump a lot of money in every episode, I would well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that like, with all the live animals and stuff that were involved, like, that gets insanely expensive, like, really quick. The main, uh, the main three, or the main five. how many extras they had for that, those scenes. That's what they like, said. Like, shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Just... The main five were making 300000 an episode, Oof. and now they're going to make. 500,000 per episode. They're getting up there to Seinfeld money. <laughs> That's what they said. It's for the next two seasons. They just renegotiated and like uh, the Starks, Surely Snow, money and then the Lannisters <laughs> all make greatest all TV actor of all time a piece. And then some of the other smaller guys aren't making quite that, but uh, that's why they're going to end up doing it. <clears throat> they're going to, the show, like the, each show is going to be longer, so instead of being 50 minutes, they're probably going to be like 60 minutes or something well, like that. We said they had an odd number of hours. They were like 15 yeah. and 13 episodes. Yeah. Well, they're, you're going to actually get that much, like an actual hour. They're going to have like a new minutes. intro that's like, bullshit. And then it's like, it just like goes. Right. It's like four and a half seconds. intro. So you're going to get like a decent amount of time covered with these episodes, but they're not going to be quite as many over the I'm looking forward to it. So... I hope it, man, God, I hope they don't do something that sucks. No. Like, I mean, I don't they, expect them okay. to, but at the same time, like, there's so much riding done, on the finale of this series. If themselves in the foot now, I'm just going to give up. No, I think that they, like, they said that one of the things that George Martin asked them who was who was Jon Snow's mother, D.B. Weiss and Benahoff, um, Benahoff, whatever his name is, and he, they guessed right, and that's why they got the show. So I think that, like, it's in good hands, it seems like they understand they understood like, the material, but now they're, I guess, in a territory where there's not any material to base it on. is more like, name a show that ended well. Like a good show that had a good ending. There aren't many. No. Really. I mean, like there'd be a show that goes super long and is super good a lot of the time. Yeah. Like finales that fans but are satisfied with. that satisfies people? It's almost non-existent. It's fucking rare. It's like... Yeah, well... <clears throat> like, I love Seinfeld. Yeah. You, you brought that up. That is one of the worst finales ever. Yeah. Like, what about Sons of Anarchy? Fucking ever. Sons of Anarchy was okay. Yeah. 
But like, I didn't. You wanted love him to it. live and wanted Opie still to be there. No, I just like, wish it would have been something a bit more dramatic than like, like it worked. But there was yeah. better ways that things could have went. Yeah. Down. Like, they could have shortened that season by half. Because he just did shit I was telling him to do, yelling at the TV. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, I think in recent history, like, Breaking Bad, probably the only good I was going to bring that up, like, if you, if you, I was actually just sitting here thinking that, like, if you like that finale. Yeah. What about Lost? Lost was fucking dog shit. You like, didn't like it? No. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's, there's very few other ways they could have gone, but no, I didn't like yeah, Lost. Well, I was okay with it. I thought that ending was right. I think Lost was about th- three seasons too long. Oh, for sure. It had about a bunch of... Like half of it was just monotonous bullshit. Well, that was that was there were so many. Like I, I feel what you're saying, but I think there's a lot of circumstances that went oh, into no, that. Oh no, I don't being think it was their fault. It's just yeah. well, that was during the writer strike and yeah, stuff too. That yeah, that was yeah. that 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 was, that was almost the entire reason. And then they the ABC made them do two extra seasons. Yeah, no, they got fucked into it. Like yeah, yeah. because that's my point like one like, of my favorite fucking episodes of television ever is from Lost, and it's called the Constant. Like if. Which one's the constant? It's the Penny De- Desmond oh, yeah, one, good, like dude. the whole story good. of that. Like it's oh, like he's her. He she's the constant for him. And, oh fuck! Yeah, I fucking love Lost. Like that's that the thing. Was but awesome. it's there's just so much dog shit mixed in with the gold. Like yeah. Just... Well, it and I like I said, those are my justifications for it being bad. Although I loved it, I love that show. Like I like it the, is I like the, the Battlestar Galactic finale. So do too. But you know how many people hate that? A like lot. you're talking about the new new series, right? Yeah. With like the genetic Eve and everything. Yeah. Dude, I loved that. It was great. Really? It's, but then like they fast forward and you're like, what the fuck's going on? You know These, what? like weird angel silos. You know what a uh, TV show ending I hated? And fucking their children. Stargate Universe. Fuck sci-fi. <laughs> Fuck you. I hate you right in your Fuck face. Fuck sci-fi. <laughs> fucking assholes. Stargate isn't I hate their face all over the it's place. It's not something I'd bring up if we were trying to talk about sci-fi. Stargate Universe was cool. Stargate Universe was all right. Like it was all right. When I first started the whole universe, on Twitter, like Neil Diamond Phillips was like, or he was like interacting with me, <laughs> or Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, like he was interacting with me because I was bitching That's about cool. Stargate Universe. Well, I was that, like, this is great. Yeah. Well, that one, like, to me, that one was so much like more serious. Like the other yeah. ones were so fucking campy. Like that, I wouldn't take as like. That's sci-fi, fucking sci-fi. But that comes that with so much sci-fi, like the campiness. Yeah. Yeah, but not in a good way. Like that is like that one to me wasn't in a good way. But like when they serious it up a little bit, that's what I like. Because there was still some like campiness to that show. For yeah, sure. I think I lost interest as they serious it up. Well, see, I, it all depends. Because well, I didn't like it all that much to begin with. Like but it. at the same time, it was no longer what it was anymore. Well, that's so why at that point I'd rather just that's watch why different I liked sci-fi. It. Yeah, because like, it I was good with Universe. Yeah. I watched all the other shit with my dad, and I was like, yeah. oh, it's, all right. "It's yeah, it's what it yeah. is." Universe, I thought was cool. I thought it could have been cooler, but they fucked it up. And then they complained about rating. Uh, I don't know. But the point is, Tanner hates sci-fi now. And it's yeah. only because of that show, and we can't get him to watch actual good quality shows. They there do. can't no, be man. anything good quality on sci-fi anymore. Just, oh, the channel they so don't much. believe the in the, the people channel. that they're when they started the magicians it, like, is good dude i'm telling you you dig it yeah but i bet they fuck that up too they might eventually and then they'll do like oh well hey shut that oh god damn yeah, ratings, we gotta wrap it up here. all right we're going super 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 fucking point is again. game of thrones is probably gonna have a shit ending get ready for it i hold out hope i i mean that I, it me doesn't too, have but i'm a cynical bastard so. shit ending because I don't want it to. I, I hope it doesn't. Good. I hope it doesn't too. All right, that's it. We're done. Thanks.
Check us out next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Shagik.